0: Oh my god, Worlds 2021 has finally started, and it's Hotline League episode 191, which has also finally started. Oh no. Several months ago, we booked out a special guest who's, you know, we've been waiting in anticipation of this episode for him to make his appearance finally. We always knew episode 191, this is the one where we want him. We're going to introduce him in a second. But first off, my constant co-host Mark Zimmerman is here. How's it going, Mark?
1: It's going good
0: that's great. How's your sleep schedule right now?
1: Great. Um, so I think I didn't realize the games were going to start a little bit later than they do or earlier. I I, know like you thought they
0: started what? Oh, like at six or at like two. I
1: I think I thought they started at two or three. So I kind of been preparing. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of been preparing for that and it's more like four o'clock in the morning. So, um, I was thinking, like, oh, you know, I'll be going to bed at like 11, and then I'll be waking up at like four when Ashley gets home, and then I'll yeah. sleep another four hours. And now it's really more like two and six in my sleep yeah. schedule. So I, I, I'm a little fucky, but uh, I'll get there.
2: Yeah. So you're I, sleeping after the games and then getting up at 6 p.m.?
1: No, I'm sleeping what? after the games and getting up at two. Or, or, or I get. Uh, to, today, today, to, no. I'll, I'll today I went to bed at 1 30 uh, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I got up at 3:45 when Ashley came home. Then I went to bed last night at like 10:30, 11ish, and I woke up at 3:30.
0: So you're gonna try to do the dual sleep yeah. schedule, like the the sleep twice a day. Uh,
2: yeah, that doesn't work very well. You should go to bed at like 6 p.m. and get
1: up. At well, like... here's the
0: thing, but I here I'm gonna fig- I'm gonna find a toned down version of this to say about Mark. Mark is wait, I'll figure out a complimentary way to put it. Mark is a very wonderful and caring partner. And so I think that Mark, whenever he has any opportunity to spend some quality time with his partner really wants to be able to do that. And so if he's sleeping the hours you're suggesting spawn, he cannot spend that time with his partner.
1: point. I'll also say I have an amazing ability to just do whatever with my sleep schedule, like it, it I never. Oh, it looks okay. like
2: it. You don't look like you've been punched in the face by someone <laughs> twice at all.
1: Physically, I don't mean that's like, physically is whatever. I, my body's already falling apart, as we established before the show started. That I'm getting carpal tunnel from how I sit with my laptop, and that this is strapped to my de- like. No, 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 none of that matters. I just mean like some people emotionally struggle with the sleep schedule change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. No, okay, I'm good me, I'm with.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm good with the change. So obviously, when I was working in Australia. Uh, on North American time. Our scrims were starting at 3 a.m. every day, so coach meeting was at 2 a.m. So then I just became a one-year-old. Like, when Henry went to bed at night, I went to bed at night. Uh, and I, I found it Oh, yeah, put Spawn
1: down to Exactly everyone. right.
2: And then, like, Jasper and Jenna would be running around the house, and I'd be like, Will you guys keep it down? The one-year-old
0: and the 30-year-old are trying to sleep. Uh, yeah, good fun. Such a struggle. Such a struggle. Uh... Alright, well the, the voice that you're hearing right now with the accent, we all have accents but his is different than ours, uh, is Spawn. How's it going Spawn? Uh, pretty good. I'm in off-season,
2: uh, Path of Exile grind has really ramped up because uh, obviously there's only like two and a bit weeks left of the season, so uh, I'm gonna create a bunch of builds and spend all my currency and then Mark Z and I are gonna kick off fresh characters on the 22nd of uh, October.
1: Uh, we're playing Genshin for this Worlds again? Yeah. I've got the memo. I didn't uh, get the Co- Kobe
0: told me you were playing something else with him. That you guys started, at, I forget. Oh, uh, we it was. started Divinity
2: 2,
1: yeah. Uh, oh. And then that lasted one
2: night. because yeah, he, Kobe... said you, he
0: said you were refusing to, to do something. I forget what it was.
2: No, like, uh, so... What I didn't know is when you play Lone Wolf, it only really buffs DPS classes. Oh, okay. And I don't play D... like... I think Mark has never. Maybe I've even played a game like this with Mark. But like when I play D and D, when I play like even things like Path of Exile and stuff like that, I am a big supportive person. So I always played like S priest, uh, you know, priest, like things like that. I don't play like just outright DPS classes. I think people, a little bit of a rant, Travis. Yeah. If you play an MMO or a similar game and your class has no option to tank or heal, you are purely a DPS class. You're a selfish dick.
0: Wait, really? But th- I that want means nothing you can't to how it it 60% of the
1: player base.
2: Yeah. And 60, okay. 60% of people are jerks, Mark. Um, and it turns out Lone Wolf is only good for DPS classes. So like, I want to play it again. Uh, with Kobe, but I said like next time we should get a group of four to play because like I want to be able to like CC lock things and like buff people up. And like I kept giving all these shields to Kobe, and then Kobe's like one-shotting shit. And he's like, Look, I'm OP. Wow, you're you're a useless sack of shit. And I'm like, Well, I am because like I don't get any benefits from being a lone wolf. I need I need party play in my life.
1: Um, I would party play that game. I fucking love that game. It's one of my yeah, favorite games. Let's game. play. Um, okay we'll figure it out
2: um but otherwise i'm good uh travis very very good
0: good well glad to hear it how honestly speaking how much of worlds have you had a chance to watch because i mean i don't know if i watched all of it of course oh you watched no 100 percent.
2: yeah so i i did the opposite of mark so i've got a tactic where i get up at like nine which is like halfway through worlds um and mark i'm sorry um you know because you'll probably take offense to this as will a lot I'm of my colleagues saying,
1: I'm, I'm
2: on, on the analyst desk but what i do is i'll uh Watch a game live, and then while the analyst desk is on, watch a watch a game that I miss. So then watch a game live. Then while the analyst desk is on, watch a game I miss. So I get like the whole world's experience minus the analyst desk. And then obviously afterwards, I go back and I watch all the analyst desk segments. Um, but so I watch everything from like nine to, like noon, ish. I okay. get to put all the games in.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, that that will be good uh, because then you guys, I'm. Uh, we were talking about this and when we were worried we wouldn't have a guest for this episode uh, I was just like dear god like if, if because we've only got one day's worth of games and so I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about like the meta and the champion picks and all that stuff mm-hmm. and lord knows that I'm a, I'm an idiot when it comes to the, the meta stuff so uh, you the other thing is Mark knows Travis and I'll start giving away secrets because I'm not a shoutcaster anymore everyone
2: yeah. open up gameoflegends.gg Oracle Elixir, Um and then you can be a caster too 'Cause as long oh, really? as you have the numbers in front of you, like nothing you need to say after that can like needs to make sense. Like okay. if LeBlanc was picked five times today, that's all you need to know. You don't need to know why, how, position in the draft, what it was used for. Just just spout the numbers.
1: That's okay. if you want to be a basic caster. If you also want to be like a really pro caster, just grab a couple narratives out of the hat. You know? You got like this little hat of narratives that we actually have around the office. You pluck a couple out for that game and you just
2: some buzzwords. You go to a yeah.
1: producer
0: for
2: a buzzword or two, and you get
0: it done. D-
1: Danny's amazing. Danny's the best young eighty carry we've ever seen. Doesn't matter if he's 0 for that game. That's the storyline today, guys.
0: Cloud9, by the way, has a 100% first blood rate uh, in in this uh, – and first tower as well in this tournament. Uh, you this, know what? Like, Europe, that fun stat, Europe you hasn't won a that. game. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, they, they have not won anything, whereas we've won all of the games that we've played. Uh, by the way, I would be remiss if I did not mention that this episode, like all of our episodes this year, are uh, sponsored by Alienware and gamefield So thank you to both of them. We're going to talk about them later on in the show, but...
1: Uh, uh, oh, are you playing New World? Is anyone playing New World here? I, good?
0: Started, I started New World, and then I started with Kelby and Julie, and it's very frustrating because I spawned... Like, I guess you can't pick your starting zone, and so I spawned in a different starting zone than them, and then I played for like two hours to get to where they were, and then we had still different quests, and so we would go out, but then be doing different quests, and it just felt bad, because I want to play an MMO with friends and... That has not been the option, so I don't know. I might play some after after stream today. We'll
1: see. That kind of sounds like standard MMO stuff, though. I feel like a lot of times in MMOs, classes get put in different areas and shit. No,
0: you normally can pick your like faction or racer, or whatever, and then that that allows you to start in the same area. <laughs> tomorrow, right? And like you picked human,
2: and I picked dwarf. we're we're, we're doing the Iron Forge yeah, yeah, slash Stormwind run. Right?
0: This was like you can't even. There's no. I did not choose anything that put me in a different st- starting area. It seemed to just be very random. Okay. That's that's where I'm
1: going I bet you just didn't get it.
0: <sighs> There's a way to avoid that, says
2: Gundrum in chat. I, I didn't want to be the that person that said
1: it.
0: But... The game intentionally places people in different places, says Mcgreggs. Okay, so see? that's That's been my issue. Um, and I tried to play a little bit today. I wanted to play Genshin with Mark, but Mark was very difficult to... For the past two days, Mark and I have been trying. Spot, to... Are you
1: are you laughing at the use the map comment?
0: <laughs> yes, you and we, I both. I, I could use the map, it would take forever to get up to where <laughs> the other person was. It's not like they're right next to each other. Somebody says, "Has the show started?" Yes, the show has started.
1: Yeah, we're roasting Travis about his inability in a game about colonialism not to use a map.
0: <laughs> uh. Anyway. Have you got? Have uh, either of you tried to start New World? No. No. Okay, so you guys are experts in mocking me in this game. You haven't even tried. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think that's expected. No, is
0: this? Stated. it
2: I would give it a shot because I'm bored. I'm in off season, right? So yeah. like, obviously I have tons of work to do. Steve, don't know if you're watching this. i don't feel to throw any more on the plate, but like, I do have a little bit of free time, so I can spit, uh, put some uh, games in there if uh, if we're down for
0: New World. I've heard other a, other folks are are way higher level too like other uh team staff are are max level or whatever close to it in, in New World. Ooh. So you
1: know, I uh I'm probably not, gonna, not gonna play it for for a while. because uh, i 'cause I'm I'm all I'm all on the Genshin. There's so much path of Excel,
2: stuff. Uh, oh Genshin again. This Genshin yeah. game really seems to be forming a rift between me and Mark.
0: It's good. I wanted to play it. Mark was Mark for the past two days, I have I know this is gonna cue the "haha, he totally was ignoring you" thing, but for the past two days, it has seemed like Mark has been avoiding me, because I've been trying to get in touch with him. Yesterday, we oftentimes use Messenger to talk, and Messenger was down, so I was hitting him up on Discord and stuff. He doesn't replying. I call him, and he answers. He goes, "Oh," and then today, same thing. I'm trying to get a hold of him, and then.
1: Okay, anyone who <laughs> tries to talk to me on Discord can attest that I just don't check Discord. You don't
0: respond at all. Twitter, same no. thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, like I feel bad sometimes. Now, like I'm like a caller DMs me, and I, I scroll up to be like, okay, what are they saying? You know, for the show, and then I see I have all these messages from fucking people I know, that I <laughs> are just unread, and I'm like, oops. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Made is really good. I watched Made over the weekend with Ashley. That show is super good on Netflix. Netflix is putting Made. out so much good shit right now like I, all of I them was are. digging mid Wait, what's going on why are they all tr- like well i was
0: thinking doing... about this like nbc cbs abc all these these show these old they used to make all the stuff now they make all the bad stuff and then the, all the stuff that wins the awards are all on hulu hbo Apple yeah but TV, paramount Plus. i feel
1: like that's that's been it, true for like a little while now i just mean like specifically Summer did not have much good programming and as soon as like the last month hit, I am like I actually can't even keep up with all the stuff I want to watch, where usually I'm like desperate to try and find anything interesting. Yeah.
0: Well uh, I I'm trying to think of oh I beat I beat humankind on max difficulty level, which was pretty fun. Anyway, I, I guess I should
2: googling be... all these things. Like I have never heard of made. I've never heard of humankind. Oh that looks cool. Humankind is good.
0: It's really good.
1: You watch Squid Game at least? Nope. Have I you watched... heard of...
2: Yeah, I've heard of that one. They something about they open a container and there's a weird shape inside. I've seen lots of great memes be done about it. I watched "Q into the Storm." That was the latest thing I watched.
1: Midnight Mass isn't horrible, you asshole in chat.
0: How okay. dare you? Well, his name is Seaman Demon, so I don't know what you were expecting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> should we should we actually start talking about worlds yet? I guess. Sure. Uh, I. There's there's been there's some funny little tangential things that I want to mention before we we talk about the games And we'll get this out of the way because I know you guys won't have much of an opinion on them But one thing I had not considered when they moved worlds to Europe was the impact that <laughs> That it would have on all the merch that they made. Did you guys see these posts on on Twitter?
1: No, is this
0: so I guess a bunch of the merch that they had made has like all these cities in China on it or whatever like it's all branded for like worlds in China and so what they have to do now so what they're doing is uh, yeah here we go it says uh, due to the sudden location change we were not able to produce a collection that would represent the new location the world's Twenty Twenty One collection features beautiful and unique designs inspired by the original Shenzhen China location rather than this is kind of cool that they're doing this uh rather than having our worlds 2021 collection go to waste we will sell select merchandise at a discount rate of 20 percent and have the proceeds donated to charities that support COVID relief funds the uh riot game social impact fund so anyway yeah they're not going to make any money off of this stuff but it's just like and I'm, I'm happy they figured out a way to do it but it is funny because if you go and look at this stuff it's like worlds uh in china it's you know it's got all the, the chinese branding and stuff on it it's very interesting
1: I'm just going to pretend this in China then.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they wow. they honestly kind of, well, if they babe. had not messaged it, they almost could looking have. kind of right? cold in
1: China this time of year. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's just like, they, yeah, don't tell the players. They won't notice, quite frankly. They're not looking. You're herding them onto planes. They're not going to notice. And then uh, and then just pretend, you know, put a bunch of branding in the studio. Nobody would have ever noticed. Um so that's interesting the other thing that is interesting that I will just note because I think it is a big deal even though I know the majority of our listeners and the two lovely gentlemen on this show will not find it interesting uh, right has a new head of global law esports so a person who's in charge they so John Needham was the guy who was previously in charge of all esports still in charge of all esports but was managing like Valorant and League and all that stuff Uh, Nas Ali Taha, I think is how you say her name last name. Uh, She has worked at um, Riot for as long I think as long as LCS has been around maybe even longer and She did all the biz dev stuff and partnership stuff I've interviewed her before if you guys uh, might recall but we did something with her around the MSI announcement for Ice when when I was in Iceland the first time or this year Uh, anyway, she just got promoted she's now head of global law esports, so it's a bit of a shakeup over on the, uh, I shouldn't say shake it, but It's a bit of a change over on the riot side, and now I have somebody else to complain about if something goes wrong. Uh, but she's always been a very nice person, so I'm, I'm excited for her. Uh, but we'll see. It's interesting. Uh, I will, t- I will put her name in the Twitch chat. Uh, it's spelled N-A-Z, because I saw some people asking about this. A-L, A-L-E-T-A-H-A. You can look her up on Twitter, give her a follow or something congratulations to Nas on the promotion interested to see how it goes all right how about the uh, what else what else happened this week besides the first game of days or first day of games there we go first game of days uh, nothing Team Liquid released their video Spawn was not it was in it video. Very disappointing no I'm
2: personally very thankful I wasn't in that video <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you, some might call it disappointment I would say dodging a bullet also like we got a new spider-man
0: merch out oh yeah you guys have a it's like a japanese inspired spider-man collab I uh, like.
2: yeah it's actually like it is so dope i i love tl merch i just wear it all
0: the time so yeah got that out that's cool uh what else do we got in tw- what else do you got for us twitch chat anything else
2: the australian government is allowing people to go back to australia earlier than december they've opened it up from november so the I think it's about 75 000 to 100,000 Australians like there's, there's like there's a few people that are like stuck overseas um and the New Zealand government has done the opposite they've just told all the UFC fighters that they can't go back to New Zealand if they stay in America uh, if they stay in America so
0: yeah wow. interesting well happy for you but that you get to go back specifically
1: UFC fighters? That
2: yeah actually it is so like it's really like obviously if you don't care about like uh oceanic politics may as well turn off the rest of the episode because i'm not going to be silenced um but uh so i think like they have other sports teams like their rugby teams traveling and they've said that that's good because it brings like wealth to new zealand and like a bunch of other stuff and then dan hooker has a grade to fight uh islam uh and it's like yeah, he's being denied, so he might not be able to like go back to uh, New Zealand for the whole year. He's got kids and stuff over there. I feel really bad for the dude. I like Dan Hook. He's a great fighter, but uh, yeah, it sucks.
0: Twi- Twitch chat wants us, bringing it back to Worlds law and Law Esports, uh, Twitch chat or JKJuicy Kim wants us to talk about Riot's copyright BS, which I assume you don't mean, well, I guess it's technically a copyright thing, but they are prohibiting anyone from... Uh, restreaming the or or broadcasting any of the World's Games for a twenty four hour window, which like I think it's really weird that they say twenty four hour window because in practice the vast majority of the time it's like a thirty six hour window because you are not gonna like you could stream the first day or first game of the day when the next Against one the is second happening. they are all like back to back to back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's it's an interesting situation, but. Uh, yeah, people were bummed about that because they were hoping that Captain Flowers would uh, be able to do that. He had announced that he was going to be able to basically be like, "Hey, you missed the games this morning because you were asleep." Well, don't worry, I just woke up and it's like 1 p.m. and we're going to watch them all together for the first first time. That's not allowed. I watched live as double did the fr- <laughs> he did the first game and the Cloud Nine game today, uh, and then and then the Riot Games police showed up uh, in in his Discord and and peter did his best to to say well you know it's the policy and i understand it's the policy but i disagree with the policy so that was kind of in there wait
1: question. so 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 double if just like went for it so he, live- he was doing it so he, i just
0: blatantly ignored is that what you try so, to so, so, accuse him so of right now travis i turned on the stream because i was like wait is he doing this he's not allowed to do this and in chat everyone is spamming you're not allowed to do this and he goes no, I don't think that's a thing, because they haven't told us anything about that. Uh, I haven't heard anything. They never said anything. And everyone keeps spamming, you're not allowed to do this. Um, like, literally so, everyone knows what the person And, and so he goes, he goes through two games. He goes through two games. After the first one, I was like, please watch the Cloud9 one before Riot finds you, because I would like to see you review the Cloud9 one. And so he watched. not obviously, I think, because of me, but he does go to the Cloud9 one watches it and at the end of the cloud nine one he goes lena comes up to him <laughs> and says you're not allowed to do this or whatever check your discord uh because i saw somebody from riot in the chat in discord being like check your disc or sorry in the twitch chat being like check your discord and uh and peter looks over he's like what oh i'm not allowed to do this he's like they never said it and then he's like what and then he goes oh they did say it in the co-streamer discord four days ago never mind um and then, and then he was like, okay. Uh, he owned up. It was like, I'm an idiot for not seeing it. But then he obviously was unhappy with the decision. So, uh, that's my anybody... defense. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, that's my defense with literally every crime I commit. I'm like, you didn't tell me that this was a, like, I couldn't do this.
0: Yeah. Uh, somebody says, does it apply to riot associated streamers or does streaming apply to all streamers unable to stream world's content? Yeah. I don't think anyone can do this. Otherwise, you riot can do- will chase you down.
1: All you can do is a live view, which is when you have just your audio or the yeah, audio. they the can't stream. stop
0: you from doing that, they legally cannot yeah. stop you from doing that. You could do the same thing with like a baseball game or a basketball game or something. But yeah. my
2: understanding, like don't uh, like don't quote me on like the riot stuff because obviously I don't understand this from riot's end. But I also know that like with a certain amount of editing and things like that, you should also be able like to use highlights slash snippets of the game because yeah, I, I know that there's some law somewhere that is like at a certain point if you alter a broadcast enough it stops being theirs it yeah. starts being yours but yeah. i am definitely no legally type so where that line is twitch chat the only way to find out is if everyone starts editing random parts of worlds and seeing what they can get away with
0: well my understanding yeah, fair, is that fair the, the, stuff. the line for fair, fair use is kind of like the line is – there's not actually ever a clear line, and you basically have to go to court, and then the judge decides – this is my limited understanding. The judge yeah. decides every time. There, so in, right. in reality, fair use doesn't really exist in practice, in practice because, like, like I don't think you could try to do that with NBA clips because NBA will just be like, okay, we're going to sue you, and, like, we'll figure out in court. you know well, like, probably going to sue you the
2: next time and just until – we have slightly less money and you're homeless. Yeah, yes, I understand yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a couple like general outlines of fair use in terms of like length of the thing that you clip, you know, um, yeah. but generally speaking, yeah, people will just, if you're making enough money out of it, they'll come for a slice of that pie.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, that sucks. Like, it, well, it's good and it sucks, right? Uh, because like, obviously I think that everyone enjoys people like Captain Flower's content, uh, if's content, uh, Kdrills content, uh, LS's content. Like, I think like y- y- you're not like y- a lot of fans of League of Legends. Like, I mean, there's a reason you're watching this content right now, right? I assume if you're in the chat, you're a fan of like alternate perspectives and points of views. So, They're fan I, of cats. Yeah, that too. Um, but like know. at the same time, I do kind of get it because they want to drive as many eyes to the main broadcast as possible, um, and they want to reward the people that are on the live show. So I get both
0: sides of it. Um, I don't know. The focus I focus is I beautiful with the both both More sides aspect, but if somebody wants to call in and talk about it, I think that that would be great. Uh, because I think it would it would be cool. Whereas we're just all talking about it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Other oh, than that, we had bow the game. tie. What? Well, tie boy. Oh, can I say the bow tie, Travis? The animal. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, obviously. We've talked about all this other stuff, but the big thing is games officially started today. Talk about the broadcast, can talk about the games. Uh, Cloud Nine spoiler alert one, which is awesome, uh, mm-hmm. and I think they looked pretty. Like <laughs> we did, we did Rift Reaction. Uh, I think two. I mean, we did one last week, but Emily was um, out last week, and so we were talking about the plane stuff two weeks ago. And Emily was like, "Ah, uh, if you remember, Detonation, focus me." Uh, looked pretty good against Cloud9 at MSI, and now they have to play each other. And I know a lot of other people are kind of concerned about it too, but uh, it did feel pretty one-sided. So, not. Oh, it was
1: a sh- it was it was fucking awful game to watch. They, C9 dominated the whole entire time. Yeah, it wasn't even close.
2: So like Cloud9 in Spring and Mark will probably remember this because we were on the analyst desk a couple of times when we were talking about it. Had like this game plan where like Blaber would start bottom side jungle. Like, Fudge would, like, do a really great job. Fudge's first three waves is, like, actually pretty good most of the time. Uh, He would do a really great job of, like, either stacking the waves or freezing on people, depending on what the matchup dictated. And then Blabber was really good at capitalizing on it. And we're quite critical of, like, some other junglers. Like, I I remember one segment we did on Iconic for, like, bad adaptation to, like, kind of what seemed to be a preset play for Cloud9. And this looked much more like that cloud nine. Like, I mean, if you guys watch the game, uh, Fudge does a really great job of setting up a top turret dive. They dive, they deny like two creeps, uh, two sets of creep waves. And then he's on four creeps. Like it's a rather into NAR, like Evie's on four creeps. And then he stays on four creeps for two extra creep waves. And then, the Nexus explodes. Like, to anyone that knows League of Legends, like, the game's over. So, like, uh, I, I think that Cloud9 actually did a really great job, and it's good to see them back to playing around one of their good player's strengths. And it's even better that he's Australian. So good help good me, on you, Fudge.
0: Help me, by the way, uh, because people were talking about how the draft was so bad, but I also know that, that Arya mm-hmm. is, like, so, like, I saw that tweet that went around. That was about how Arya's undefeated on LeBlanc this year. And, like, that's like the, the problem
1: the i mean like in theory it wasn't like their draft was unplayable as its own five units and like a lot of those were signature champions like evie's NAR and stuff like that but it was like they're not banning the aurelia um was I, I think a big one for a lot of people that like it wasn't even like they didn't ban it four 4 5 and stuff like that it was it was structural after like, issues like uh,
2: yeah i like i mean Tell me when I get too boring, right? But I can already acknowledge like two issues. It is like uh, Aurelia should be able to push in Na, and you're never going to be able to get pushed as Alistar into Leona for the first three waves. So you've got two side lanes that you technically have to path towards as uh, the Xin uh, Zhao. And then Xin also farms slower than Kiana. So generally in a game where you have like two side lanes that aren't going to have control over their wave and you are a slow jungler, your game's unplayable. Like I know that that sounds like like you shouldn't make like concrete statements like that, but really they're going to have pushing mid slower jungler and like their mid lane is going to have to be able to defend everywhere, and then like Cloud9 are just going to be able to pick where they beat you at least in my opinion for like the first five minutes of this game. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of detonation focused mid draft. In saying that, if they somehow got through the first twenty minutes of the game, even they have Alistar, Na, Zhao, all pretty good scaling picks. So. I mean, there's a world where they can win this game. Just take some luck in the other
0: game. Well, okay. Thank you. That's helpful. Uh, Regardless, I don't know. I think maybe we should start taking calls uh, because we've been chatting uh, chatting away for thirty minutes now. Uh, Mark, you want to explain how the show goes? Because we have it's a Tuesday. We're filming a little bit later, so maybe people are. We have a different audience today.
1: Yeah, so if you haven't seen the show before, it's a live call and show. I am spamming the link to the Discord in the Twitch chat where you can try and get on the show. Uh, when you get here, go ahead and join the pleb calls or sub calls voice channels and then the text channels up above, pleb topics or subtopics. Go ahead and write in what it is that you want to talk about. I'll be looking at these chats. If I see one that I like, I'll pull you from your voice chat room into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn uh, to come on air and hit us with that take.
0: And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Uh, but that will also give you access to the Sub Topics chat where you can drop your t- take in there. doesn't guarantee that you'll be on the show, but it does move a little slower there. So it's a little bit, I don't know, a bit of an advantage. Uh, we're we're pay to win here. That's the, the point. Oh, yeah. That I'm getting at. All right. Uh, while Mark is looking for those takes that you guys have just been talking about, uh, we I want to give a shout out to some of our subs who've been subbing over this speaking of them. Uh t- to checks J Schrode Orange Moore Robert Max for one year, thank you. Uh Smoke Dog, twenty eight months, Sallyzar, Weather Mullet, hobnobin Ra- Hobnobbin, Arash FPS, Gabe o. live for another year, thank you. Uh Dasher seven 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 uh Chief Xandapus a big angry hobo for forty months. And Abel as well. Thank you, everyone, for the subs. That's been very generous of you. By the way, shout out to uh, some of you in the chat, or actually Abel, I think, with their sub said love Hotline League and also Rift Reaction. Yeah, we had. Uh, if you guys we we don't have a Rift Reaction until the end of play ins, but um, if you guys want to hear, I talked to Cadrel, Lyric, and Chronicler on last week's episode. That's on Spotify. So I just want to give a quick shout out to that. That was really cool. Chronicler, by the way. Very handsome man. I don't know. I don't know how many people were paying attention to the pull up a video, the broadcast today. The broadcast today. He just looked like he was like ready to take everyone out on a date, and then Ah, he's well put together. Yeah, start singing to them. Who uh, he he looks like? What Mogzay
2: would look like if Mogzay looked after himself?
3: Who? Hello.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, Hello, Martorino. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from?
3: Yeah, Colin from uh, Ontario, Canada.
0: Ontario, Canada, and what do you want to talk about on the yeah. show today?
3: Yeah, I want to talk about the fact that Panwa uh, is going to end up third or fourth for Bay, and is going to get knocked out by one of the uh, minor
0: regions. Interesting. Do you have any Do you have any predictions on who the minor region is?
3: Uh, I'm leaning between uh, Galatasaray or. Uh, I know technically Beyond Gaming isn't really minor, but I'm going to go ahead and say one of the two.
1: Okay. I mean, either way, Hanwha getting knocked out would be an upset. Yeah, that's the hot take. Oh, for sure.
0: Okay. Why do you believe this?
1: Yeah. So
3: I think, first of all, uh, there seems to be a lot of priority going to top lane. And I think everybody knows that of the major region players, Morgan is probably the weakest top laner that's at Worlds right now. But Are I think... You're including North issues...
2: America and Europe in there as well?
3: Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, I think their bigger issue, though, that they showed today is their drafting is just horrendous. And so I think it's going to be more their their draft gap that puts them behind the rest of the teams
0: okay so you think that the the draft is what's gonna be the issue and that's what will will occur uh, let's yeah over... I
3: think it's gonna be a bit twofold okay. between
0: Morgan just not being able to
3: to compete on top lane they lose gotcha. top lane which loses them early game and it seems like once that happens they aren't drafting well enough to, to overcome
0: it so top draft and or sorry top gap and draft gap yeah okay uh, so let's sort of respond for spawn. Are they going to make it out? And if they don't, will it be because of those two reasons?
2: So hardware so far. Correct me if I'm wrong. They played one game. They played against LNG, which two, uh, two games. Two. They play against two games. So who yeah, did they, they play their second uh, game against?
3: Okay, they beat Infinity. Yeah. Barely won.
2: Yeah. Um, so. Okay um i mean i think that there is a world where they don't make it out i think that like that that is like in my head like it sounds like a bold statement but it's like conceivable to me like i think the minor regions have actually stepped up i think the teams that the caller has like identified um also like a teams that i would be looking at i think beyond gaming also had a pretty sloppy first game so like you know galatasaray or whatever they're called like they went up today for me beyond gaming who like i held pretty high because as the viewers would know I'm a big on the LMS and uh, I hold PSG pretty high. They challenge PSG. Then they came to Worlds. They look pretty crappy. So I'm trying to do the napkin math everywhere. Um, The one thing I will say is that Ale or Ale um, Ale if you read his name, Ale if you listen to the LPL broadcast, um, so I'll say it both ways, um, is like bin kind of 2.0. And I actually thought, like looking at the laning phase, um, that Morgan did Okay. Willow was up there like two times, burnt the first two flashes of Ale. I'm I'm going off like 9 a.m. spawn brain. Um, no, but you got like, right. I didn't think I, I didn't think Morgan actually looked bad in that game. My favorite 80 carry of all time is deft, so I say this with as much love in my heart as possible. Is deft solo cost them that game. He like died bottom lane when they were just getting momentum rolling, then he got picked mid lane and cost them Baron, I think, and like I think, like, Deft had, like, an absolute shocker. Um, so, like, I would say that the caller's, like, take is, like, conceivable, but I will stick up a little bit for Morgan, because even though he had an 0 4 scoreline, it's probably really easy to point the finger at him, like, based off his scoreline in this game. Like, I think Ale is the strongest point of that team, and he played fairly well, and Deft should be a veteran, should be the strongest point of the Hanwha uh, team, and played pretty poorly. So, like, I can see it happening, but I would throw Deft under the bus. To defend Morgan a little bit more, I think. And Morgan, in his solo queue, from what I've seen, has actually looked pretty good. Obviously, solo queue, not everything. Uh, I acknowledge that. But I've been trying to track him because I knew that this was going to be like one of the hot takes coming from Worlds. I don't think, to coin my old phrase, Morgan ain't that bad. He might be bad, but he's not that bad.
1: I'm a, uh, I'm on the same page as you. Um, and since you love Deft, and it doesn't, if you didn't see the second game, Deft made a ton of huge plays to win them. That game as Ezreal popped off really hard and just, like, shit all over Infinity a bunch of times and they tried to engage on him. So, uh, you know, it was it was a better game, too, a little bit. But, yeah, game one, draft with, like, the all melee physical damage team, basically, uh, and, like, Karma support. It just... Uh, I didn't love it, especially, like, the Jax counter pick was perfect. And, you know, you're playing this, like, all auto-attacking team into a, a Jax one-trick. Like, Ale plays it all the time. Um, I shouldn't say one trick, a specialist, I guess you would say, um, he actually didn't play it like an insane amount during the regular season, but started playing it more towards playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, I think the, the Gragas counter pick, like I was a little bit surprised when I saw it, but then when, um, Icon explained his reasoning in the post game interview, I actually thought it made a lot of sense. And, um, Hanwha's comp, you saw, like felt pretty good for like 15, 20 minutes and then just got shit on by LNG in team fights. Um, and then the second game, han was did like the typical korean thing where like we're skill gapping you during lane phase and we're going to just be better. And then like mid game they started throwing really hard and got caught out a bunch of times around mid turret and just lost a bunch of fights and from there infinity's comps like a better 5v5 it doesn't scale better but like it's much easier to hit bullet time, curse of the sad bullet time and zoe and like all this shit kind of um and just throw their all-at people. And then they, they just got outplayed again later. Um, but it didn't look great for a while when Hama was getting caught out and dying over and over again. And again, I don't think Ezreal Leona, or excuse me, Ezreal Azir is going to be the meta. I really hope World's meta is not that. Uh, and it felt kind of like falling back on safety of like, hey, we're better than this team. We'll just pick scaling and range.
2: Uh, Deft has played Ezreal for 11, like, literally, like, I won't say 11 years. That's an exaggeration. Like, 10. probably the last six years. Like, when it's been good and when it hasn't been good. Uh, and he is one of, like, in the LPL, we used to give out Ezreal licenses, and, like, Imp and Depth were the only two people with Ezreal license. We even revoked Uzi's Ezreal license at a certain point, because, like, he, the champion was just useless, and he made it look useless. So I would say, even though I don't think Ezreal is going to be meta, Depth will play a lot of Ezreal at this World Championship, and then people will start playing Draven into it, and we'll get some really cool bottom lanes
0: uh McGregs in the chat spawn wanted me to ask you to elaborate on your bin 2.0 comments that you made earlier about Ale. Ale, yeah
2: uh so like what i mean by that and i think like a lot of fans will appreciate this if you don't watch the lpl is the lpl is really great at once a year giving you a player you've never heard of and then people being like wow this guy could actually be the best in his role and he plays a little bit on the edge and like is a coin flipper and things like that and i think like If you look at, like, LNG's run throughout the playoffs uh, and throughout the rest of the regular season, Tarzan was, in my opinion, definitely their best player, but, like ale was their wild card and like the person that could win them a lot of games and the way i looked at suning last year was very similar where i don't think that ben was their best player but like he was their wild card and when he popped off it made it much easier for them to win the game i think he just feels a similar role and is equally going to blow up by the end of worlds if lng go deep i assume this guy is going to be like very loved by a lot of fans because he plays the game the right way. He plays an exciting, in-your-face, like aggressive play style that fans like to watch.
0: Okay, so from both of you, chances that uh, Hanwa does not make it through plans.
2: What's a caller's first? Sorry, I for- I forget the caller's
0: name. Murderino, you can Murderino. see it in Discord.
2: Murderino, what what do you think?
0: Chances? He's... Oh yeah, what are what are your odds, Murderino?
3: Honestly with with how they play today, I'd probably say 40% they they don't make it into to groups 40 50 Okay,
0: 40 or 50. I mean you said they weren't gonna go through so if it's 50% I'm gonna force you down to 40 cuz you can't if you're making the call that it's not gonna happen I no, won't allow fair. it to be a coin flip <laughs> No uh, fair
3: to keep the spiciness of the take
0: yeah all right, Spawn. how about you? I would say like 10 to 15%.
2: Because like, all I'm thinking is like, you just gotta come like first couple and then be able to win the best ofs. And I think that we, we've seen in the past that like the best of ones in play-ins is definitely not where you should be judging the tournament. And when it gets to like best of fives, like do, do people not remember we last year? Where everyone was like, you know, what kind of WE is going to show up? And then all of a sudden they just smashed Oceania in the best of five, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, like, yeah, I think that they'll get it together and they'll be fine. Oh, was
0: it LGD? LGD, not yeah. WE, sorry. They both wear red. Uh, Mark, how about you? Chances will makes it out.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with Spawn, 90%. You flipped it on me. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> but basically the same amount. Like, I think... Almost a guarantee they they get out. Um, I don't think, you know, their struggles and, you know, the over-hate on Morgan stuff, I think they'll still be fine, even with these drafts that are not great and will get exploited by better teams. I think, you know, they can still win against a lot of the the competition that they're playing against right now. The biggest concern would be if they fumble, and this is like where my 10% comes from, is that they fumble, getting second, because LNG's probably going to get first. And they get third and then they have to play C9 or beyond and maybe one and maybe even I'll I don't know yet. We'll have to see, but, uh, like then they have to play whoever's waiting on the other side of the bracket and maybe one of those teams is good enough to actually beat them, but that's, that's really where it's coming from.
0: All right. Well, we'll see, uh, murder thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to shout out before we, uh, move on to a quick break?
3: Yeah, shout out to uh, GameFuel as always. That's delicious. And uh, shout out to Liquid Plus.
0: Very good. Hey, thank you. Uh, I'll catch you next time. Thanks. Liquid Plus, by the way, is Team Liquid's uh, cool uh, premium fan experience. It's kind of like you collect miles for doing stuff, points for doing stuff, if people want to check it out. I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing. Uh, Also... Uh, Mark was mentioning in the twitch chat, so I'll help him out here that we're I think I think because people are maybe a little nervous to make Too many takes uh, today because it's the first day of worlds. We we're still looking for some takes So if you have uh, any, you know, we got a couple people in the waiting room, but uh, maybe one or two more slots uh, We'll see so go put in your takes in the in the discord if you've got anything Uh, again a couple options that we talked a little bit before the start of the show so but first before we get to our next caller, I want to talk about Alienware! Alienware, I need to actually make sure they're still doing the Alienware games, I think they are though. We're gonna to go to Alienware.com Travis. This is what all of you should always be doing, all the time. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's uh, two more days uh, as we record this to join the Alienware games at Alienware.com Travis. Click the big banner up at the top where you can compete to earn prizes in League of Legends, Fortnite, Valorant, and Rainbow Six Siege. It's all about competing and climbing the ranks, too. So it's not a thing where you have to worry about, you know, going out and assembling a team. I know if you're listening to this show, there's a good chance you don't have four friends to create a team. Okay? Uh, So if that's the case, feel free to uh, not worry about it and just go and sign up for this thing. It's really cool. Uh, They're doing it right now, uh, and it's a national online tournament. Again, across League, Fortnite, Valorant, and Rainbow Six Siege, you can compete in some of those. You can compete in none of you know only one of them. You can you can do all sorts of stuff. I guess you could compete in none of them, but that would not be cool. So uh, go check it out. And again, just just uh, remembering alienwarecom says Travis. We're trying to do a better job of keeping that banner up at the top with all sorts of cool rotating stuff. You know, whatever they're doing. Sometimes I don't know giveaways or contests or things like this, big promotions. Uh, that's really cool. So thank you so much to Alienware. For uh, sponsoring uh, the show, we love them so much, and uh, we will—you'll hear from from us about them again because I'm always talking about them. They're amazing. All right, Mark, you want to go grab our next caller? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you to where are we? Darking for the forty-four months, Ronnie for the three, Raldios for twenty, Fanboy for nine, and Lane Plox for the nineteen. Thank you so much, everybody, for the subscriptions uh we're at 912 subscribers right now so it's always nice to see uh waiting on spawner spawn are you reading anything right now
2: um no i'm not i uh started rereading shogun but uh then i got bored so okay i've, I've stopped reading at the moment
0: well i have a couple suggestions if you need any please I give just, me suggestions i updated the the book channel recently uh for the first time in a while um, and I did a video about Powder Mage. So uh, you can go... I don't, you haven't read Powder Mage, right, Spawn? Nope. Hello! Have it I know, no, Mark, I have but I just was mentioning... Oh, we lost the collar. anyway.
1: Why is he cute What the
0: Mark has to go get him. Uh, <laughs> call, our caller's leaving. Anyway, yeah, my Travis Gaffer books channel is finally updated um, for the first time in a while. Okay, but, and it's a trilogy? Yeah, it's a trilogy. Uh, and actually, the author... Brian McClellan. Uh, I've interacted with him. Mark and I have interacted with him a little bit because we were helping him out with a uh, D&D show on Twitch and he used to be a student of Brandon Sanderson. So if you like Brandon Sanderson stuff, Blitz is here. Blitz is back. Blitz keeps pressing buttons, muting and unmuting and moving channels. Blitz, just chill and let us know where you're calling from. Oh, no. (laughs) And then they left the channel again.
1: (laughs) Blitz! All right, let me try Blitz, one more time.
0: Blitz, where are you calling from? He's t-
1: Blitz? He's having struggles. Yeah. I, I, this is the worst thing is when I've had tech problems before and Travis just keeps saying shit at you when you already know you're having problems. He's like, Blitz, stop pressing buttons. And he's like, I fucking know them. It's just, I don't know what's going on with my Discord.
0: Okay. Well, maybe right, we send well, Blitz back to the waiting room yeah. for now?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll give him some time to figure oh, it out.
0: Poor Blitz. Uh, I have not read Worm to answer the question in the chat and uh also yeah dune is coming out soon i haven't read dune uh, but i know it's obviously a classic
2: it's coming out i'm so scared travis because they made like a show about foundation as well which was obviously one of the books from my childhood and i couldn't even watch it because of how bad the reviews were so if dune sucks i'm out sci-fi no longer there i'm just becoming a fantasy junkie
0: kobe made a tweet today hello mark Kobe made a t- I have to throw Kobe under the bus. Uh, he made a tweet today... Oh, wait. Did he delete it? Oh, he... Why did he delete it? He made a tweet today about... With a Foundation meme. And then I shamed him by saying nobody's watching Foundation. So they wouldn't know. And it looks like he's uh, he's deleted the tweet. He actually deleted it? I feel, I feel I bad I
1: tried now. to buy Foundation at... Uh, I was at Barnes & Noble's this week. And I was trying to buy Foundation. And it they fucking did that thing where they put the fake stickers on the book cover, you know? Like, they print a I sticker
2: on set of foundation
1: what my
2: dad gave me a signed set so like the books uh oh, i've shit. got them signed by asimov Jesus. yeah
1: well good for you um you don't, i you can't don't get a, a regular fucking book cover of it because they <laughs> i hate this trend does anyone like this trend
0: of the fake sticker the printed on of sticker
1: the fake sticker put it on your book so that they can save a little bit of money and you can't ever fucking take it off to try and get the people who are just perusing through the bookstore and like, oh, it's a a series on
4: Prime, I guess, or Apple TV.
0: Blaine is here. Blaine, where are you calling from?
4: I'm calling from North Vernon, Indiana.
0: From where in Indiana? Sorry, you've been on the show before, but I had you turned down a bit.
4: Yeah, North Vernon.
0: North Vernon. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show?
4: All right, so as an NA hopeful and a C9 fan specifically... When my boys at C9 make it out of play-ins, which they will, I think we have a 40% chance or higher to make it out of this group of death everybody's talking about. Then, group A. Then I, yeah, I think we could at least take a game off of Damwon and FPX, kind of like we did at MSI, and then hopefully 2-0 Rogue maybe get a tiebreaker. Okay. W- one uh, quick question. How
1: confident were you in this take? Prior to them winning today,
0: yeah, I was gonna ask.
4: Well, I've always been confident. I've heard, I've heard two months of every single podcast. I've heard just shit talking. Have we every been single one? Uh, well, no, you guys haven't done like tier lists and all that stuff. But I, I've looked like at the wider range of all these like tier lists and shit. It's bad. Yeah. Well, I don't think that any of the NA teams
0: are ranking particularly well on the tier list. Yeah, so I
2: think, like, you have to not use, like, I mean, I don't know what tier list you're talking about, so maybe they were shit-talking, but, like, for example, I would put Cloud9 towards the bottom of this group, but I like Cloud9 as a team. I think that they do things well on Summoner's Rift, but the the unfortunate situation is they pretty much got two first seeds, right? Like, no one's going to argue that, like, first seed from Korea is, like, a pretty big deal to play against. I don't remember a time that first seed of Korea has ever failed to make it out of group. And then FPX could have very easily been first seed of LPL until, like, EDG upset them in that grand final, right? So, like, the unfortunate thing about group A is, like, a lot of people are seeing it as, like, two first seeds, and therefore, like, why it is that group of death, I guess.
1: I mean, so, yeah, you're, you're talking about that one um i mean i can kind of relate to blaine's point about na getting underrated i even won't won't name names but i heard in some meetings people thinking that you know like oh c9 might not get first in this group which is fair you know maybe someone be better than them but you know one of the callers on the show last week was also like i think that they'll be below dfm and some of these other teams you know c9 will be like the third or fourth best team in this group yeah. and i mean i when i hear that i'm like what like, you really think that this team is, is worse than two to three teams in this current group that they're in right now? And, like, I, I mean, I hear a lot of people saying that, too. And it, it mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe it's just NA bias on my end, but probably more likely, everybody, you have huffed so much anti-copium and hopium for NA that you legitimately think a team with perks is worse than a lot of these other teams in their group. What,
4: what, can I Can I... Elaborate a little bit? Yeah, of course. So, like... The way I'm thinking about it is, like... So, like, at MSI, everybody talked about how bad Cloud9 did, right? But we took a game off of Damwon, who would be in that group. We took a game off of RNG, who ended up winning MSI. And then, hopefully, we could take two games off of Rogue, but we'll just replace FPX for RNG. No, here's... I Go don't ahead. see any reason we couldn't at least, like, force a tiebreaker. But, you so, know, I here's think... the
0: problem. Because yeah. what you just said is uh, w- totally reasonable up until the very end. Because what the North America... I mean, I've been covering this shit for so long. It's almost certain that we will take a game off Damwon and a game off FPX and we'll be feeling great, all right? And yeah. then we'll lose to Rogue... Uh, you know somewhere in that middle, but we'll be like oh my god like maybe we'll lose I forget when they play rogue on the schedule But it's like what if it's like the first day or something like that and then But then it'll be like oh cloud nine's charging up then we will just lose the second uh, game to rogue and end up going uh, I don't know three and three somehow or something. I don't know what the math is But yeah. like it's it's gonna be something really stupid where we we have these moments of brilliance followed by too many moments of idiocy and then that will be the problem. That is my prediction for what will happen in this group: is that like it's gonna look really great for a little bit, and then it's gonna it's gonna somehow in the very end we're
1: gonna be like, "Damn it!"
4: True, <laughs> it happens oh. every year, but I got that hope. You? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, just to be clear, I, in case my point didn't come through, I was only talking about playing groups. I in in, in Group A, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I I am not on board with what what Blaine is laying down here, uh, because. It's like the classic thing of like, well, if we just fix all our problems and keep all the things that we did good, then we we win. And it's like, yeah, but every team is dynamic. And like us performing well against like those teams that we beat during group stage of MSI, those teams that they beat are going to fix those problems. The same way that like, oh, well, we'll just not lose to Pentanet this time. You know, like well, they're probably saying the same thing. Well, we just won't lose to CNI in this time. Um,
2: <laughs> so... Was it 2015 that was a terrible year for LPL? Uh,
1: 2015 was the one that I think they blew up where like EDG was the first seed and everyone just shit all yeah, over it. and
2: LNG, uh, L- uh, LGD had like Imp and like that and they got knocked out in groups and like, I was like... Okay, so I used to draw this graph, Blaine, and I think you'll like my graph. And this graph used to have the LPL's potential that they could play. Versus the floor that they could play, right? So I thought on their day, LGD could play like a 10 out of 10, like EDG could play out like a 9 out of 10. And then I thought like SKT and these uh, Korean teams, they'll play like an 8 or a 7, right? But then what I learned quickly about is like the competitive floor of some of these teams. And it just turned out the competitive floor of LGD was like a two, and the competitive floor of EDG was like a negative five. And so like, I think the part of the call that I agree with is like, can North America beat the best teams? Like, yes, I think the ceiling of North America when they play well, as Mark has already pointed out, you have people like Blabber, you have people like Perfs that like completely take over the game. If they get a good snowball rolling, they're going to be able to pop off if it's even. they're on Teamfight Champions, there is every chance that someone like Sven can carry a game for you. And keep that hopium, because I think that we need fans like you. But my friend, if they achieve their floor in this group, there is a chance they don't win a game. And yes. I say that as someone that is very hopeful for North America <laughs> this year. It just like we seem to be like much more wildly inconsistent than other regions at the moment. And I think that that's what you saw at MSI. You saw like the J- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of like Cloud9. That like they are capable. They are also capable. And all it takes is one good day because they're going to play three best of ones on one day when they make that group stage. And you know they can go 3-0 on their best day. But unfortunately, you know. That it can also go the other way, so I hope it happens. But I just think that your the numbers aren't in your favor very much when Frost you are is in the like chat. That. She
0: says she she shared that chart on Twitter. I went and looked. It must have been a little bit ago because I I wasn't able to find it. Um, mm-hmm. But well, it it's from
1: twenty fifteen. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's saying she did it in twenty
0: fifteen. I thought it was more recent. Like she reshared it. Um, but uh, regardless, shout out to Frost in the chat. You were going to say something, Blaine?
4: Yeah, I was just saying I I agree with Spawn's point. Like. It's looking very unlikely, but I'm just saying, it's like I was telling my wife earlier. If they mess up just right and we're playing at a pretty good level, mm-hmm. there's a good chance, right? But it's only if that happens.
1: I, I'm I, with you. Him. you know, people, people act like there's zero chance, and that's exactly what we did in 2018, if people remember. Exactly. Yeah, we, May,
4: went, we, we went from play-ins to semis. Kelby
1: May and I were in here. You know and we were like what what percent chance is it and you know i'm saying like one percent there's like no fucking way and kelby goes literally zero (laughs) percent we get out of group b and then you know c9 does it so also the Uh, other
2: thing i'll credit c9 with just really quickly sorry to cut you off mark is like i think that was the same year that they had like an insane meta read where they just started playing like paitland uh like uh, control mage and like then they'll like even like counterpicking like yeah. Vigar and stuff like some places like sometimes all it takes is like especially when you play those three best of ones on the same day you make a good read at the start of the day and like shit hits a fan real quickly at League of Legends yeah, trust me it. as a coach that's got into those best ofs like if someone picks Viga game 1 you're like what the hell do I do against this champion? Like, <laughs> we haven't scrimmed this thing. Like, do we use one of our pre-bands to all of a sudden we have to give Perk, Silas, or you know something else? So yeah, I, I
4: like the Hopium. I like this take. It's another year like that, but yeah, I remember that year because Liquor's like, just played weak side and Jensen just like and no, Sneaky specifically carried that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't have any of those players anymore, so l- we'll see what happens. Spawn, you said that you like the take
0: do you agree with the take at all like i you know i
2: really like the take because like i think blaine's like shown like his biases and like the fandom side of it by also acknowledging that like some things need to go right and like i think that what's missing from league of legends at the moment travis is like people supporting underdogs like when did it become more important to be right than to support your teams holy shit support would be so boring if it was more important to be right than like to support your team so like i like people supporting their teams and going out there and having a say and like hopefully buying a truckload of c9 merch and flying the flag and you know getting behind the boys for, uh, as much for as us, I'm, us, I'm a cloud9
4: fan i'm ripping for all of na team liquid hope you guys do great groups hope 100 thieves do too let's go
0: Frost wants you to check your your Twitter DMs, uh, Spawn. I don't know. I'm don't know. in the she's... middle of a show. I'm a professional. Yeah, well, she's she's. <laughs> she's... I'm on the
1: fantasy subreddit. You're, on, you're not. You you won't even go on Twitter, and I'm I'm a unrelated subreddit.
0: Why you don't need? Why do you need to be on the fantasy subreddit when we've got a caller right here that says that there's a really good chance Cloud9's getting out of Group A? All
1: right, this is, this is not the fantasy. This <laughs> is you like do? support your teams. You're yeah. like fuck them. <laughs> I'm gonna use it for a joke. I mean and listen, they're getting at
4: least two teams out of groups this year. Let's
0: go. I don't I disagree with uh I disagree with Spawn on the idea that it you know it's gotten to the point, at least for me, where you have to be right rather than supportive. But I do need to try to, to get as many little jabs and jokes in as I can on the show. So I'll I'll sacrifice them for those points. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm hopeful and to, to Mark's point, you know, North America usually does well. When we are not, like, this is the counter argument to Spawn. North America does our best when we don't believe in them. So uh, not to say I want you guys to all go out and shit talk them or whatever, but uh, if people are counting C9 out, that's usually, I think, when they shine. So hopefully we'll see something. Uh, Blaine, thank you so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller?
4: Nah, I just love the show. Tune in every week. Been on a few times now. Uh, Shout out to Alienware and GameFuel. Good sponsors. Love talking to you guys, and uh, y'all have a good night. Thank you so much. Have a good one.
1: Yeah, on, you too. Did, did is did Frost DM you the the picture?
2: She did. She's DMing me questions. So now <laughs> I'm You're now, now i interrogated. Now I'm hella like fucking. You know, I'm, I'm doing research while I'm on this show. I'm gonna be distracted the rest of the episode. This oh is your fault. God. Whoops. Oh,
0: my God. Next uh, my lesson learned. I thought she was giving you an asset for the show. Uh, and now I realize she's just trying to, to derail it. Uh, all right, Mark is off to grab the next caller. Uh, great sup, LOL. Thank you for the prime. Really appreciate it. Uh, we do always appreciate the primes. Uh, by the way, uh, the schedule for our shows, I know we've talked about this previously, but uh, all my shows actually, Run It, Rift Reaction, and Hotline League, we're all going to have interesting schedules right now because they're, they're going to be popping out during. Sort of the breaks and stuff. So just stay tuned on Twitter and all these places to see whether are coming out because it won't be during the regularly scheduled time. And oh my Mark, God. He, he, Mark he got just DC again. pull. This guy might be trolling. I'm not sure. No, I no, I
1: know. I don't think he is. He sounds sincere. Yeah. If he is trolling, well, then uh, I told him we were, this was going to be his, his last chance. And I'll yeah. just say his take um, okay. and we can talk about it sure uh blitz 470 says Galatessera will uh esports will finish top of group b and make it out over cloud nine and beyond through better macro and team play
0: they'll finish did you wait what first in that group
1: that group yeah first they're gonna they're gonna get out first over beyond in c9 okay well,
0: interesting that's not how
1: it
2: works right because first plays the other side and then like the other two like play. no if
0: you get first in the group you're out uh you're you go
2: versus auto
1: seed to uh main stage oh, second cool.
2: but it's like oh so he means over is in like he will take the free, the galatasaray will take the free slot as yeah yeah, yeah. Like they first finish first in the group, in the group yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and then they're uh, immediately
2: off okay. the groups oh cool cool, cool 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 that makes sense yes i mean i can see the take okay
0: wait so you said you can see the take yeah uh i comprehend what, it i'm not a you... dummy <laughs> okay great you understand the concept of the take. I'm just the, these words
1: hit Spawn's ear and he yeah. correctly processed the audio. Yes, yes, okay. yes.
0: Because it sounded like for a second you you're like, that sounds reasonable. Do you think it is reasonable, Spawn? No, of course not. Okay. But that's okay. Well, they are the best ranked <laughs> oh team in this group <laughs> right now. All right.
2: They are. They're 2 Unfortunately, yes. there's another team that only got to play one game, so like
0: yes, they are technically a game ahead of the other undefeated team there's in Cloud9. Th- yeah, there's two teams that only got to play one game, but yeah So I, I'll, I'll
1: try and wrap him a little bit before I give my actual take. But sure. what I'll say about them, and I think a lot of people, it sound like from how we talked about on the broadcast, like kind of underrated them, and I I understand it a little bit in in one a couple of their series and playoffs. I think it was the the semifinals one. Um, they looked really troll i was watching that series and i was like oh my god these guys they suck and then i watched the finals and it was a lot cleaner um and i was a lot more impressed after that one i actually felt pretty good about them um and i think uh they have a pretty good game plan in a lot of their games and some pretty big playmakers uh Zergsing was getting hyped up uh, appropriately you know he seems like a really good playmaker his bard's nuts and like if you can take over the game and support that's huge uh is really consistent and maybe the best player on the team you could argue um but then mojito actually really liked his jungling paths and like it was always trying to advance a game plan it felt like whether that be to get like the most important player on his map snowballing who's a top side counter pick or throwing a wrench in the enemy team's game plan um it's so, like I, I felt like mojito was really smart about his, his pathing and stuff um so and crazy roams a lot like he, he actually is, is pretty proactive so like watching them I, I can see a world where they are the best um, anyways, that's that's me putting my, my best foot forward for them, and they looked really good in their two games. Um, you know, pretty pretty decisive wins, I guess you'd say.
0: Spawn, how'd I do? do you want to count? You want to rip into Mark right now? You want to shred his Galatasaray Hopium to small pieces?
2: I mean, the first thing I'll say is that uh, Australians and uh, Turkish people have like a very special spot in their heart for each other. Um, So I hope they do well Um, in saying that, like, I think Turkey is a region like the TCL, like whatever you want to call it. um, They've been like a little bit disappointed lately. So like, they're probably due for like a good, a good showing. Like, I think that's a fair thing to say. Is that how that works?
0: Because if so, North America is going to fucking crush it this year, Spod.
2: It just depends what your, like, good showing is, right? Because you guys, like, you guys had, like, that world showing and then, like, an MSI of knocking down IG. So, like, you guys have had some good showings for your standards, like, but now you guys are just in a little bit of a slump. Oost, like, we went through a slump for seven years, Travis, so don't talk to me about you. And then, like, the best we can do was Pentanet making the group stage of something. We couldn't even get, like, the, uh run of that albert albus no- Knox luna had anyway regardless right um so i think they're a good team like i think they're genuinely like this is a team where like if you put them in a major region uh you gave them some time uh you upgraded like some of their infrastructure because i'm sure they've got great infrastructure uh for a you know minor region team but let- let's be realistic the teams they're going up against probably have better infrastructure than them um so like I think that there is like, they, they can create upsets. They are good enough on their day to beat any of these teams, but to be able to do it consistently, you need something a little bit more. And I would just say that they're not the betting man's favorite. But that, that's why I, like, I disagree with the take overall, right? Because to come first, like you have to show a level of consistency across multiple days. Um, I, I personally think Cloud9 will come first in this group, um, but I could see it happening.
1: I think I'm with you I there, come second or
2: third? Like, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I think, given their first day, they're, they're almost a lock for second already, because they took mm-hmm. out Beyond, who was probably supposed to be the main other competition. DFM did not look good versus C9. Maybe that was just a bad showing, but that was another team that people were excited about, given that they...
2: Can I say something about the LJL? This narrative that the LJL is slowly ramped up is like the biggest, like... You'll let the waves hijack the broadcast you every ever now and again to too much.
1: I'm with you, dude. Every time someone tries to hype uh, an ljl team the first question i asked them is how much anime do you watch
2: yes last year when everyone was hyping up the ljl teams i remember that i had done a vod review of them on twitch probably on my channel which is completely unused now so it was probably the second last one i did and the whole game i put the yakety sax music on and probably got dmca'd because, like, it was literally, as my old friend Yamato kind of would say, a clown fiesta. Uh, <laughs> it was it was just an absolute disaster of a game. So, like, I have no faith. DFM could, well, they can't lose every game because they've already won a game. So I'm not going to say that. But there is a world where they could still lose every game. Even though
0: they've won one. Blitz, Blitz I, in the chat, by the way, typed out their, their thing. Do you, Yeah,
1: you, you want to say I, that? I read through it. I don't want to backtrack though. Okay, okay. Um, That's fine. Uh, I, I'll say for for the LJL, I, I think they had a better showing at MSI. I mean, like a lot of people talk about the win over C9 as like the main talking point. Um, but then they don't remember that C9 slammed them the next time. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was also the fact that they challenged, was it Damwon that they they should have beaten and they just threw at the bot in hib. Like they had a number of games where they looked legitimately good. And I can buy into the story that, hey, you know, Kazi was a coach playing for them and now they got their actual support and stuff like that. But um then i watched gang play and it's like okay i get the narrative we're trying to paint here but like he he hits it a lot like he's caught out of position a number of times in in his domestic league and then you go international and again he's getting caught out of position a lot and like i feel like when you watch the games (laughs) they they did not look like hella insane or anything in in their own region so i was i was definitely i mean they did they lost in the upper bracket and they have a lower bracket and they swept through that. So like they did come back pretty hard, but like a lot of the, even though they were sweeps, some of those games were actually really close and slow. So like, um, I think DFM got a little overhyped. Okay. Um, and I'm to the callers like... point, okay. uh, I was just gonna say refocusing on, uh, C9, uh, you know, they beat DFM. They looked really good. If, T- if C9 didn't look so clean, I think I would buy the callers take a little bit more that with the upset over beyond that Galatasaray is, is like more likely. To, to get first. Um, but C9.
2: three way tie, right? Like, I think, like, Sera. there is a world where, like, Beyond beat Cloud Nine, Cloud Nine beat Galatasaray, everyone finishes with one loss in the group, and then we, like, play it all again and they come third. So, like, like I, that to me actually sounds like knowing my boys Cloud Nine and, like, knowing how this, like, group could go, like, I, I could see, like, a three way tie actually. I'm putting my money on it now like that that to me like seems like the most likely thing that's gonna happen in this group
0: well on that point i was going to ask you guys uh you know how confident based off of today's game are you that the they're going to be consistent cloud nine is going to be consistent because at msi i remember they'd have really great games and then they'd have really terrible games and so i'm a little worried that what we saw today was like the really great game and then one of the two games tomorrow will be embarrassing
5: uh-
2: Listen to the other two points. Both of the points have hinged on the wildly inconsistent nature of North American eSports. Like, I don't think anyone is confident in consistency out of the North American teams. I don't know if the North American teams, like the
0: actual players themselves, are confident in the consistency. I just meant specifically this Cloud9 this year.
1: I'll say this to give a little bit to the consistency. I felt like... Well, so one, yes, it's only been one game. So, of course, everything is like grain of salt here. Um, But I didn't feel like they won coin flips to get this win. And I think those are the times where I'm a little bit more concerned. I felt like they just kind of bullied and picked the DFM apart. Um, to that so like it didn't feel like oh they 3v3 scuttle crab and got all three kills and like then ran ran away with the game it was like to Spawn's point about like the good wave setup from earlier and all this stuff like it just felt like they were a much better team than DFM the entire way through
0: gotcha okay alright well we're gonna pretend that Blitz right now is thanking Game Feel and Alienware and talking about how much they love the show and they listen to it every week and they think we're all great and blah 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 Thank you so much, Blitz, for coming on the show. Uh, Oh, wait. There they are in the chat. Blitz says, shout out to Alienware Game Field Spawns, Mark Z, yourself, and Twitch chat. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Blitz. Congratulations. Uh, Thanks for for trying to come on the show. Mark is already grabbing the next caller. Thank you to Lavrai and Blaine for the bits. Very much appreciate it. Uh, any, any other subbers out there any other primers, I guess it, I you know, they stopped calling it Twitch Prime a while ago, but everybody still calls it Prime uh, Twitch Prime, but if anybody wants to throw Prime at the channel, Ari's appreciated, uh, Mark is grabbing our last caller, no our next caller, not our last caller
2: I need more so- social interaction before I come on this show because like, this is the first time I've talked to people in like maybe like three days
0: and so I'm just like hella amped to even just Why talk to anyone. Why is there so anyone. much hella right now? Where are you picking this yeah. up, Spawn? Because you said it and then Mark said it in the yeah, last nah. call too. He was talking Dude, about I'm, I'm, I'm hella. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. i hella hydrated hella right, hella
1: right
0: now, bro. I have no idea where hella came from but it feels good right now. Uh, it's sussy
1: baka that we're all saying hella. Jesus!
0: All right, Zemelkai is here. Zemelkai, where are you calling from?
6: Uh, I'm calling from uh, Oxford, United Kingdom.
0: Oxford, United Kingdom. And what time is it in Oxford, United Kingdom, right now?
6: Uh, it is four twenty-two. It's
0: four <laughs> twenty. Okay. Well, uh, congratulations. Uh, in the in the morning. So what? Wait, I know you call in frequently. Remind me again why you're always up at these ridiculous hours.
6: Partly, I've friends on the east coast so i end up keeping an east coast sleep schedule and partly i'm an academic so my best work gets done after midnight
0: gotcha okay well <laughs> clearly much after after really that's what we before. call
1: it these days not degenerate you're an academic i gotcha
0: <laughs> uh Z-
1: i'm gonna say that now when people are like wow you you stay up so late why is that oh i'm an academic yeah
0: Zemelkai uh what do you want to talk about on the show
6: uh, okay, so my take is that LNG this year are 2020 LGD 2.0, in that they will get out of planes and they'll do reasonably safely, partly because of their group, but then they have no hope in actual world's groups, despite LA's best attempts to carry them out. Okay. Um... And I have a bit more evidence for yeah. this, if you'd like to hear. Yeah, I mean, you're, okay. you're an
0: academic, so <laughs> please let us let us know.
6: Um, okay. First off, there are some really fun and weird parallels between LNG and LGD's runs, two worlds. Both made deep runs in LPL playoffs. And I won't bore you with the specifics, but like, both basically started as deep as you could get and then had to do a deep run of best of fives to get in, where in all of those best of fives, they were predicted against them, and in all of those best of fives, they then somehow clutched it out until it actually mattered and they started losing. The Miracle. Um, Yeah, effectively. Um, Both of them have a Korean jungler. Uh, who puts in a decent amount of legwork, but can also just occasionally absolutely run it down. And the main difference is that LNG actually have a decent top player in Ale, as opposed to Longjing, who was good but not great. Um, and I think the thing with LNG is that Group A is a like has the clear strength in LNG and Hanwa, but otherwise, like LNG should safely secure it out. And they might throw a game or two because it's best of ones. But even if they take it to best of five, they should get out comfortably. The same way that LGD kind of ran it down in best of ones in 2020. But then the moment best of fives rolled around, they pulled it together and got out. But then if they actually make it to the main group, they'll, uh, assuming that I'm not off my face, uh, be in the group with Gen.G, Mad and Team Liquid. And uh, one, LGD, were actually in a group with Gen.G... Fnatic and uh, I can't remember who the fourth. One. Oh TSM. Was, yeah. yeah, I mean, hopefully Team Liquid will do better than zero six. But regardless, LGD didn't make it out of that group, um, and I see it that like, ultimately, LNG can't overcome their overall issues, and they'll just get beaten out by. Genji and Fnatic when it comes down to it because they're good enough to get out our play but not good to get further.
0: How badly do you think you... they're gonna do in groups?
6: Uh I mean I don't think they'll go 0 6, but I think they'll get like I don't think they'll do any better than, you know, one or two games probably.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Much so you're probably you placing them last in that group.
6: I mean Ultimately, it's best of ones. It's always like a tiny bit coin flippy. Yeah. But I don't like. I don't see them. Like they could take like a game of Team Liquid, probably, probably maybe two games of Team Liquid, but like, I don't. Know. I don't see them getting out.
0: All right, we've been starting right. with uh, with Spawn a lot, so let's throw it to Mark.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I... There are parts of this call that I like. I think there's some parallels that you're calling out that are cool. I think the group that they're gonna end up in being a similarly... I would say, quote-unquote, open group. You know, like, there's definitely favorites and stuff, but... Um, I can see them slotting in there and doing alright. Uh... But I think it's pretty disingenuous to call... (laughs) Them this year's LGD. I thought LGD was, like, pretty shit. Um, I shouldn't say shit. They, They were, like they're a good team but they had clear problems like you're saying and like even peanut while good and like coin flippy he's way worse and more coin flippy than tarzan tarzan is still legitimately one of the best junglers in the world um and like if you look at a lot of people's lists you know like he's going to be one of the highest rated junglers like him and canyon um and so like i definitely don't agree on that point that the Like, you're right that, like, both teams had junglers that they kind of live or die by. But I feel like the difference was, like, they died by Peanut sometimes. And, like, even when Tarzan doesn't play his best, like, I don't know. I I think he's really good. Um, And I think they actually played better as a team than LGD ever did. LNG, um, carry top. Icon is really flexible. I think his roams in coordination with um, Tarzan and getting top lane are good. And I actually like Light. Like, I don't think he's insane or anything, but... Um, him and Iwandi, I think, make good plays. You know, he's flexible. He can play Vayne. He can play Ziggs. Like, I, I actually am pretty hot on LNG. Um, like, I don't think it's unreasonable that they get out first here. They don't really get tested. They go into Group D, and they're just better than Gen.G. L- like, LNG as a fourth seed from the LPL can contest the LCK 3 seed in Gen.G right now. Like, I, I, I feel that pretty pretty safely. Uh, maybe Not- I'll be wrong, but, like, that's. I, I think that's actually a really close matchup.
0: Not to mention, one of the things about this year is also that the meta is really good for carry junglers. So, like, if you have a carry jungler in mid, I think you can brute force a lot of shit. Spawn, how about you?
2: Who did you steal that from in Twitch, uh, Travis? What? I I saw it written, but I didn't I didn't see it. And what also, you... Tarzan doesn't even play like he plays some carry junglers. He also plays Zach. Well, uh, so sounds like you, you have know. somebody
0: in your DMs that you should be taking that up with if you disagree with that take. Is Go that, ahead, uh, okay, Spawn. Um,
2: I, uh, you know, I could just listen to you talk all day. That's why I asked how much League of Legends you watch. Um, because, like, I think, and don't take this the wrong way. I think, like, on the surface, a lot of, like, kind of what Mark said is, like, on the surface, a lot of what you said makes sense. And, like, I think that there are, like, logical conclusions that you could take from it. But I do think, like, if you dig a little bit deeper and look at the depth of the LPL this year, like, I actually, like, I think that they've sent, like, really good teams. Um, So, like, I like. whereas last year, I thought they kind of sent, like, two, two two and two, like, two really good teams. One team that turned out to be really good, but at the time I like wouldn't have said they were really good. And then like one team I was pretty confident like wasn't that great. Um but like this year I think they sent four pretty good teams. So like I'm 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 hopium. Uh, but like at the same time, like you just convinced me, man. Maybe Team Liquid does get out of this group. You know. When I was looking at it on paper, it was seeming a little bit tough, but uh now that I've listened to your beautiful British accent. I could see Mad 601, and then 4-2 Team Liquid, and we get out afterwards. I like that.
0: <laughs> what? Okay, if you're, giving, if you're going in on the more hype it. train, shove e- <laughs> LEC down, because if you're already doing that, you might as well. Oh,
2: no, like, So the one thing I will say, as a coach, and anyone that has been in this position this year as like a coach, at a certain point, you have to start giving Mad credit. Because like, I don't want to say 100% of my playbook was plagiarized off Mad, but, you know... The, I, they added a couple of chapters single-handedly. Well, in this this game. Is, wasn't that this
0: 100 D's said freeze. as well, where the 100 North D's North like turned the on playoffs?
1: They North, North American saying. coaches are all just copy-pasting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But like the thing is, it's like
2: imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? Like, and like I'm, I am making like uh, my references known of what I've been used. And I would say EDG and MAD were the teams that I watched the most this year. And I was like wow like they're actually they're doing some cool stuff on summoners rift that like i think young players should be watching and is not easily replicatable because like that would undersell what they're doing but like with enough practice and discipline and like with changing how you think about the game from being like three lane to two lane uh like there's some good stuff that those teams do so like i i think that mad's a
0: very good team I, and and what you just said about imitation being the highest form of flattery, I completely agree. Which is why I would say that you know the, the simplest thing is that Mad has the fifth best Elo rating, so they should be legit. Uh, okay, Zemelkai, what what do you have to say for any of this stuff?
6: Um, I mean, I kind of I agree with a lot of what was said. Especially, I do think that like, whilst I find the parallels between the two interesting, but I do think that. Pound for pound, LNG is a slightly stronger team than LGD on paper, but I do think that they do suffer from similar issues. And, like, I watched those Zack games. I watched him get invaded and die repeatedly. I do think that, like, LNG, just as capable as they are of being brilliant, and just in their face off. Um, and, like, I guess that's. Uh, yeah, like the major thing is they're they're too unpredictable and they're too capable of running it down for me to put any stock in them. Also I don't have Team Liquid making it out of the group. That's like mad Genji before anyone gives me being on any opium.
5: <laughs>
6: well,
0: Zamelka thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
6: Uh Shout out um Alienware and Gamefield for sponsoring this show. Uh Rift Reaction. Uh and also uh, shout out to uh Penguin and Dagda on the cast today. Uh, I'm so glad that we're actually getting to see LPL like on broadcast. Um these got like they've been grinding it for so long. I hope we get to see more in future. I'd love to see like munchables and people on as well. And I hope that like the people like, that we get, you know, the bigger regions and like fans from bigger regions pushing for like LPL and even like, you know, minor regions like Nightmare on MSI broadcast, more stuff like that. Um, I just, smaller region casters, they're like, everyone's got to start somewhere and they're goaded. And I hope we see more of that.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for the call and uh, we'll catch you next time.
6: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: All right. Uh, Mark is off to go grab another caller. Wow. Just, yeah, something really loud just dropped in my neighborhood. Uh, Beef Stews, thank you for the 10 months. Really appreciate it. And JoJo Victor, I believe. I hadn't shouted them out, but thank you. Uh, Thank you to everybody who's subbing. Jules 3000 is here. Jules, where are you calling from?
5: Hey, I'm uh, calling from San Francisco.
0: San Francisco. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: Yeah, so today I want to say that uh, LEC is a stronger region than LCK. Um, I'm saying this as an NA fan, so I'm not like, you know, from AU or anything. Uh, I was really hella excited about uh, C9 winning today, but I still think LEC is the second best region.
0: Uh, Okay, LEC second best region. We're going to ignore the hella. uh, And yeah, you said LCK. The third yeah it feels like this has been mm. there's some battle going on there's a lot of people trying to shove lck down in the standings lately didn't we have a caller last week that said that north america might be better than lck there's so much anti-lck yeah i mean spawn it's hotline league you're gonna get a lot of stuff um it's 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 interesting to see this okay why do you think this
5: um so i think for the most part lck is dominated by damwon um the teams outside of damwon are not that great Um, One of the things that LCK has been doing poorly this year is building teams and rosters. If you look at the top teams, they all have like one star player or two star players who are really like, you know, top of their role. But then the rest of the team is like a seventh uh, best person in the role. So, for example, if you you look at Hanwha Life, they have Morgan in the top lane who's very weak. And, you know, with the top lane focused meta that I think Worlds is going to be, they're going to struggle quite a decent bit. And then, um, for the most part too, LCK in general is very slow and not too proactive. They do a lot of handshakes. They don't contest aggressively, uh, like, like LAC has done this year. Uh, and so I just think LAC is a very proactive region. Uh, they're always contesting a lot of things. Fnatic and Mad Lions are both really strong mental, like have strong mental. So even when they're losing, they pull off some crazy plays. Uh, in playoffs, we saw Fnatic kind of popping off where like, they get picked off and it looks like the game might be over and then you see like a two a double TP play going to the bot lane, and then they get something out of nothing that, that like I couldn't actually see myself being a possibility. So they, su- they really surprised me. Um, and then the last thing I'll say before we kind of keep uh, discussing more is that uh, G2 not <laughs> going to Worlds isn't necessarily a failure on G2. I think it's a reflection of the region as a whole getting really good. A lot of players have stepped up. A lot of teams have been built really well with players that actually have synergy and cohesion. And G2 you know not making it is because... L- LEC has been leveling up the last couple of years.
0: All right. Uh, a lot of LEC hope. And by the way, I'll just say, knowing that we have way more LEC fans than LCK fans that watch this show, I completely agree with you. Uh, LEC, the best. Okay. Uh, Mark, what do you think? What? LEC, is are they better <laughs> know, than LCK? I was listening.
1: I was, I was kidding. Uh, I think it's possible... I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I think obviously Damwon's good. I think D one, pretty good as well. Um Mad Lions is good. I think when you start going down the, the, the lineup, you know, like it might feel like the depth is better in Europe, but I'm not sure that's really true. With you know, like I don't really like Hamwan. I'm kind of a Honwon hater. But uh like that doesn't reflect on the top three, you know. Yeah, they're out there, like, there for seed.
0: I was gonna point that out. It's like it's kinda weird weird because we got four teams versus three.
1: Right. So, like, I'm watching the fourth seed that I didn't think was that good get in. And this was team was team that team was a team that was struggling domestically, too. You know, like, Hamwa did not look great a lot of the time. So, like, it's not a surprise to me. And then, you know, I haven't seen Europe play internationally yet for this tournament. So, like, it's just, like, a loaded question, I guess, is what I'm saying right now. Or, like, I, I would probably put LCK over LEC still. But it's pretty close. But I feel like this is basically the worst possible starting data point to defend the LCK over the LEC.
0: Just be. I guess that, actually, you it. know what?
1: Here's the better point. Mad Lions from last year didn't even get out of groups or get out of play-ins. You know, so like, if if LCK is better than that, that's a that's a good start. I don't know. Yeah, I we don't mean, even see we don't see an, a European team for a week. It's it's like it's just so hard. But uh, what? Do my prep. I I don't think. I don't think there's much of a gap uh, and I would say the top end of the LCK is better.
0: Okay. So you, you, it sounds like you think they're close, but LCK kind of edges them out.
1: So you think Damwon's like, better than Matt is what you're saying, but everyone yeah, else is close to the caller's point. I think, you know, Damwon does run the LCK a little bit, but uh, I don't think it's like, oh, well then they're just shitters after that, that like, you know, yeah, T1 uh-huh. couldn't, couldn't, couldn't take Mad or something. you know?
5: Yeah. I think, I think T1's pretty good. Uh, but I think Fnatic can win in a BO5. And then after T1, I think it falls off, like, a, a little bit more, too. I don't think G is very good. Uh, they only win games if they make it to the mid-game, and then they kind of, like, win with better macro. Uh, but I think a team like Rogue or Fnatic could be better than Gen.G. Um, you know, and so, like, Hanon, Han- we didn't have to talk about them, you know, if you compare those <laughs> three teams. Uh, <laughs> I think you have, like, Demmon, uh Mad, Fnatic, then T1, then G slash Rogue.
2: Okay. So there's parity, Right. I think, like, what you and Mark are saying is, like, you're, you're pretty much, like, you know, on the edge of the same coin right now. I'll do a little bit better job of tipping it. Like, as a fan, you generally tend to remember the best moments of, like, the teams that, like, you're saying could be better and then, like, you're bringing in, like, some worse points. And I think Mark, like, slightly did this because, like, to just elaborate a little bit more, Fnatic's run going into playoffs was, like, bloody spectacular. But before that run happened, like there were a lot of people out there that were <laughs> confident G2 was going to be like representing uh, Europe at Worlds, right? Um, and in a similar way, Rogue's failure in playoffs was pretty spectacular. And there were a lot of people that thought that Rogue was the only team that could t- contest MAD, right? And Gen. G's like, failure towards the end of the season, I think, has a lot of parallels towards uh rogues failure towards the end of the season because gen g midway through the season looked like a really bloody good roster uh and then i think skt is kind of like a fanatic in this where like they shot up like you know they had coaching staff changes roster changes like they did the whole kit and caboodle and then were able to run the back end of the split under like some pretty linear game plans and they were able to do well one thing i will say is like i really like mad and i think like everyone agrees they're just like two of the top four or five best teams in the world at the moment so they're really cool to watch um but Fnatic for me oh when they play really good talk about a floor and a ceiling team like their ceiling <laughs> is like so exciting and i think i said it last worlds any team that has Whippo and hillasong on it could win against anyone because those guys are just insane so like i like the take because like i i I would personally say that the lec is much more entertaining to watch this year than uh, lck and as a fan of league of legends i hope that the regions like the lpl and lec that play a lot more like risk heavy like proactive push the game forward favor i hope that they prove to be the best regions in the world so that other regions have to follow suit and we can stop getting slow games because like slow games have like really been the bane of my existence in league for like the last four years and i think we're finally getting through like the light is at the end of the tunnel i can see it the lpls had like a couple of years of dominance now like lec playing a really quick uh style is like right there behind them so i hope that the lck gets dethroned and this shitty slow style gets thrown out the window because like Damwon plays quickly. They're a great team. And then all the other best teams in the world play quickly. And then you kind of got SKT and Gen.G kind of still playing a little bit slower and being good. And I want all the slow teams to lose.
0: Well, I kind of feel like that's what, what you're talking about. It does kind of feel like the fan meta shifted where for a long time, everybody was like, Wow, if you're not watching LCK, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's the best. Like, that's the cool thing to watch. And now... It shifted to actually LCK's Resident Sleeper. You got to go watch LPL. And by the way, LEC is doing a good job of speeding up as well. So I do feel like the, <laughs> the world is turning on LCK because the, the impression now is that the LCK is boring at least. That's what, what a lot of people seem to think. So, I don't know. Jules, what do you think of all this?
5: Uh, yeah, I would agree with um, <clears throat> Spawn's point that uh, Fnatic with Wippo and, and Hylsan can kind of do some magical things in some games. It's, when you think they're out, they just pull off something uh, pretty insane. Um, yeah, but uh, I think I think the main thing to look out for is the rosters of the LCK teams. Like I feel like it's just they're just um, they're a little lopsided. While L- LEC teams have you know better all-around players in my opinion. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Well, I guess we'll see uh, in about a week or so how how your take plays out. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break?
5: Um, well, shout out to you guys. Thanks for you know letting uh, people come on to a show like this. It's pretty cool to be able to talk to you know analysts and people in this space uh, on the live call show. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Have a good one.
1: All right. Bye. All right. We'll need to, we'll need to uh, do a combined win rate in the uh, groups oh, yeah. to see which which region of the of the
0: top three of each four you want to include uh Hanwa
1: oh I see what you're saying
0: uh yeah well, I don't know we'll figure it out anyway we're gonna take a quick break to talk about Game Fuel uh I am officially out they're, they're gonna restock me but I'm officially out of I'm um, uh, tapped too spawn, spawn hiding uh sponsor conflicts uh, sending this man into hiding um Game Fuel right now is who we're talking about GameFuel.com slash Travis go check them out I'm out. This is, I need to throw this away because it's a can from two days ago. But uh, Game Feel Courageous Sherbet, they are now sold out of Game Feel Sherbet unless unless you are interested in the Zero version of it, the Zero uh, calorie version, which is Mark's, Mark's favorite of the flavors, Zero Sugar. Courageous Sherbet Zero is available still right now. So if you want to try the flavor, go, go, go grab it right now. Uh, and you have a chance to win some swag as well, so it's kind of some cool stuff that they're doing over there Uh, but uh, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, it's a limited time So this is your your last chance before it's gone for good to quote the banner up at the top of their site You can use code travis by the way, which is very helpful Very very helpful. This is a year-long deal And just for context people uh this is normally the time of year where you start to talk about next year, and people using my. So, all I'm saying is, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy some, please go to gamefield.com/slash travis and then use code travis when you check out, so that they know that even if you're buying courageous sherbet, it's not because of curry courage, it's because of Travis. All right, that's what we need, and Mark, I guess, and, and whoever else is part of this whole thing, anyway. Thank you so much uh, for sponsoring the show, Game Fuel. Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Not to be confused, I sometimes see people uh, say something, a different type of fuel, all right? This is Game Fuel. Two words, Game Fuel, not something else. It's uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Uh, Yes, you can can give it through uh, Amazon if you check the link in the description on uh, YouTube to answer the question that's in the chat, King. Uh, Mark is grabbing the next caller. Uh, yeah, I just put the link in the chat. If if for some reason you can't get it uh, through the website, you can use that Amazon link. Thank you, King of Almashu, for the the Prime. Really appreciate it. Uh, Ball is here. Ball, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show?
7: All uh, right. So my hot take is going to be that RNG, Genji, uh, Hanwa Life, and LNG. And maybe EDG, but I'm not going to include them in this take, are all going to crash and burn this year. And uh, this year's Worlds will look a lot like 2018, and it'll be the best results that the West will have, like as a whole. Uh, maybe not a team in the finals, but as a whole, this will be the best uh, year the West will have, with three out of four of Team Liquid, Fnatic, Mad, and 100 Thieves making it out of groups and possibly semis. Also, PSG will make it out. What was it you said? Possibly what? Possibly PSG. semis?
1: Possibly semis, yeah.
7: And what did you say about PSG? I think PSG will make it out as well.
0: <sighs> Takes like this are the ones where people just read the, the timestamp uh, on the YouTube video and then rush to the comments and go, I used to be able to watch this show, but you know what? I appreciate it. Um... <laughs> uh,
1: let, me, let me hit you with this. So there's a lot of specifics in here and we can easily get bogged down in the weeds about, well, maybe this team, but not this one of, of the people on that list. What about the trends of of the current, like, world's meta that you're seeing that makes you think that, like... You know, it's like spotting a housing bubble a little bit, you know? You're like, how do you spot a bubble, you know? Yeah. Like, what are the systemic this?
0: things that, that are telling you that people are all... Like, the, everyone is reading
7: it wrong. Uh, sorry, reading what wrong? The meta?
0: No, reading, no, like, like, the expectations, the the analysis, the predictions for these teams.
7: Oh, so I actually pulled out some some stats from both the from all the regions uh except for the LCS LCS is all faith baby so okay. for the LPL stats i think that RNG and LNG are two of the uh you could say the ugly sheep of the four teams they sent uh they both have really low gold uh differential uh for the teams uh during playoffs uh they have the longest game times out of all the teams which is actually pretty long for the LPL because the LPL is usually a very fast paced team but both those teams Especially, I think RNG have longer game times than any other team that uh, I listed from North America and Europe. Uh, and I think that RNG is a very team fight centric team, but the meta seems to be shifting towards more um, t- uh, solo lane oriented picks, such as Aurelia, uh, Lucian, Tryndamere, uh stuff like that. And the LNG is a very Tarzan focused show. So if Tarzan doesn't pop off, I don't think LNG will make it far. And I don't think that he'll be able to do it in the group that he's in uh, because I think the junglers there are all very good. And that RNG has pretty flexible team comps, but they aren't flexible in how they play to win, which is usually that they wait uh, for the enemy to show a weakness and then they pounce. For the LCK, uh, I think Hanwha Life is just really not a great team. They didn't make it for playoffs. They ran the gauntlet, and it reminds me a lot of 2018 uh, Genji, who did really shit in some pl- uh summer Summer season, then they ran the gauntlet, and then they got smashed by both Vitality and uh, C9. So I think they're a lot like that Gen. G. and then Hanwha is basically the Chovy show. And same thing I said for Tarzan will apply here. Uh, Genji is just a very slow team in general, and their solo laners, CLID, i sorry, not CLID, uh, BDD and Rascal. While I think they're good, I don't think they'll be able to match up to the better uh, solo laners that are in their group. And they play super slow. They have the fourth GPM out of six. GDM, the longest game time. They have the lowest kills. They have the lowest dragon count per game. And yeah. And so for the LEC, uh, my reason for hyping them up is that Madden, okay. Fnatic, are fucking psychopaths.
0: Go, go pretty quick Sorry. on the LEC stuff just because we're...
7: Yeah, I was, I was looking for big picture and you went team by team. <laughs> Sorry. Psych- they're fucking psychopaths. They have Unbreakable mental And they absolutely smash the early game. So and they're flexible. So that's my thing for the LEC and for the LCS. It's all faith, baby. I just think they'll perform.
0: Okay. Hard to give statistics for faith. Um, really. All right. So if you do a uh, double
1: blind trial, you can. Uh...
0: Spawn. What What are your you know again without without going team by by team, but the general statements that he was making about the uh, LCK and LPL teams. I don't know if you.
7: You have strong opinions. I I put all the Um, stats into the chat if you want to see.
2: Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, It's hard to use stats when the teams don't play against each other, to be honest, because, like, obviously, like, you have to wait the stats. So, like, that's why, like, stats are a great point to start a conversation, but definitely not the be-all and end all of the conversation. Um, Like, what I think is that this is a hot take, and if it happens, people will play this back and worship the caller as a messiah. Because that is like genuinely Jesus reemerging and like shepherding us to our salvation versus the LPL and lcKs all crashing and burning out at the same time. I would give equal weight to at the moment. So uh, yeah, that's what I have,
0: Travis. Okay okay, sure. <laughs> spot, you don't even want you don't even want to dive in on it. you just you it sounds like you just think that the reasoning. It's, it's like, too much to look at the stats themselves. You feel like it. You, the, the yeah, teams well, are like, good, like, good enough that you don't have to really worry about it too much.
2: Like, as, as like, other esports and, like, sports people will say, is at a certain point they've got to pass the eyeball test? My eyeball test tells me something very differently. Um, and, like, once again, I think this call is based a lot on faith, so I'd rather use my analogies than get into the weeds
1: of a faith-based uh, argument. Yeah, I think I've... <laughs> There are a lot of people who get that, like, who use stats from one region against the other. The most you can do with stats is, like, within their own region, are these players good or not? Or, like, how is the team playing? You know, like, Jungle Proximity might tell you that they like playing around top lane, but that doesn't mean that they're top 2v2. Like, maybe they have Insane KDA. Yeah. And, like, you know, they have CSD numbers and first blood kills and participation. And, like, you can use that to say this team wants to play through top. But just because those numbers are bigger than the team that they're going to be playing against, doesn't mean they're actually better than that team because guess what yeah you might snowball top really hard but you're playing against
2: J.A. Smith averaged 56 points a game playing in China last year he not even getting a minute on an NBA team so
1: like <laughs> thank you sir for the yeah. the better than me rambling on about it so yeah i think the stats thing is is a bit tricky i, I will say like Maybe this is a watershed moment, kind of like how 2018 was, but um, I, it's it's feeling a little little hard for me to to, to buy into because I'm not quite sure like where you think it's going. Because like for for 2018, it was like okay, LCK has been on top for so long. They've played this really slow style. A bunch of changes in the game had taken place to kind of like push it away from that with vision control changes and all this stuff. And it was like the moment where it flipped from being an LCK macro oriented slow game dominated world meta to something different and and lck got punished and exposed and some of their teams weren't quite as good in general that year and you know like that's kind of what happened in 2018 i just don't see what that is this year that that is making it
8: comparable there are a couple
2: of things right so like what i would say is like maybe double enchanter bottom lane is really great and we think that like potentially north America is good at that or like Maybe we think, like, there's something going on in the macro game that we think the LEC is doing that, like, right. the uh, LPL and LCK will be stubborn. Because, like, one thing I will say is, like, if you get a jump on the meta against the Eastern teams, they can be a little bit stubborn, right? You beat them, you have to beat them a couple of ways with something before they, like, really buy into, like, how they want to change the game. So I kind of agree with you, Mark. Like, unless there's something fundamentally different about how the teams are playing the game, then, like... I think that if you play the same game against some of these players they're just better players than you so like you have to be able to have that jump like a lot of it last year like if you'll remember a lot of the upsets were generated by like lilia and level one tomfoolery um so (laughs) if like something like that happens like i I could see some upsets coming through for sure but uh i think stats aren't the way you look for that it's like more like gameplay meta read like are we going to have another Arden sensor that comes through halfway through a tournament is there a pick that we're not seeing like? You know, I've been watching a lot of tracking. The pro Master Yi seems still well in a lot of games. I haven't seen anyone play Master Yi yet. Maybe Master Yi's broken. Maybe an NA team's about to bust out some Master Yi and run over people. But like, unless there's something like that, I just yeah, I find it hard to like have
1: the same.
0: Ball, uh, thank you so much for the call. I I don't have too much time for the to give you for the rebuttal, just because we have to move on to our last caller after this. But I want to give you a chance to shout out anything you'd like
7: at the end. Uh I I like to shout out uh Travis Gafford's book sh- uh channel which is now very hey. dead. Uh really sad. It actually convinced me to buy the entire Stormlight Archive series, read through it great series, and also The Name of the Wind. That was a good book yeah. that you recommended as well. Yes. So if you ever revive that channel, I'll be It's revived. To- I just posted something to it last oh. week. Oh, I I guess you've been offline so long it didn't sh- Pop up, American. Monday.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I know. It took it took a bit, <laughs> but we're back. Turn, ring, hit the bell icon. It'll help. Uh, anyway,
1: thank you, Ball uh, for the
0: Call, and I do appreciate the shout out to the book channel.
1: Shout out, Ball, dodging me on her banner. That piece of shit, giving me two jeans. Genshin, not not both both in the oh, you, same banner. You I got, got the I got uh, you
0: got two jeans. Did you? You didn't have I, Jean before, did you?
1: no i didn't i got i lost a 50 50 on the limited banner and got her over ball and then i was doing my entwined fates and i got or acquaint fates, i don't fucking know and then i got gene again fucking god damn it
0: Jean is my girl welcome to the gene club yeah, all right
2: got, i need want to i want to get a name of the win tattoo trying
0: really what do you want to get yeah
2: so like, uh, obviously I've got my Akali right on this arm. This is my arm. So this is the arm for like my family. So I've got my Fox and my angel. I don't know if the chat's actually seen my angel, um, for my little boy, Henry, uh, who's about to turn one. And then this arm is dedicated to the things I love. Do you want me to take my top off? I'll take my top off. Give me a sec.
0: Here we go. We're watching Spawn Undress live on the show. Uh,
2: that's my angel. Um, so my little boy's, uh, middle name
0: is Michael. So that's the
2: Archangel Michael. And I've got, uh, Fox, obviously for Jasper Fox. And then I've got my Akali. Um, so this is the arm for stuff I love. And Name of the Wind, I think is my favorite book ever, Travis. So I think do I want to get a Name of the Wind tattoo, probably. Do you, do you know here. what the tattoo You should is get the,
1: be? you should get the rings. You know how, like, uh, people with naming make shit out of their their rings or something? You should, uh, of like, what they get mastery over. You should use yeah. something like that.
2: That's actually pretty cool. I, I like that idea. You know how you had the ring of air and stuff like that. I, I was maybe thinking about getting, like, a really despondent bartender tattooed <laughs> on me. Like, <laughs> I just... think that would be, like, hella funny. Uh, <laughs> people
1: would not get it. <laughs> I feel like it's tough
0: to pick a tattoo from a series that's not ended, though, right? Because, like, what if it turns out that something you pick later on becomes something else or how it changes its meaning or something that's, that's true. true yeah, so yeah. If,
2: but if i if i wait for him to finish the series then you're gonna like, die you know, yeah that's the point is like my I skin it's, might just tear under the needle yeah. uh
0: yeah it, it, get, just get uh patrick rothfuss but it's like a skull or something because that's to <laughs> resemble the fact that he will die before the series finishes uh invictus is here invictus where are you calling from
8: yo i'm calling from charlotte north carolina
0: Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm turning you up a little bit. What do you want to talk about oh. on the show?
8: Um, I was pulled because I'm a Trindamir enjoyer, and I got the, uh, the the feeling that Mark is not a Tryndamere enjoyer. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, so, I'll just elaborate a little bit. I think that Trindamir is an amazing pick to watch. Uh, there's very few champs that can stay at 1 HP for 5 seconds while they're trying to, to stay alive. Also, when it's picked in the, the context that HLE picked it, it's it's really sad to watch. I mean, watching Chovy try and play that was kind of sad. I mean, you can't get onto Kiana, can't get onto, can't do anything against Jax. I don't know. I think that the champion adds a lot to where it, it's a problem that uh, the opposing team is trying to solve, right? Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's it's really fascinating to watch. It's very different from any other champ. So yeah.
0: All right. Uh, I'll let Spawn mediate this uh, one, this, this battle between Mark and the caller. But um, Mark. What is, okay. what is... Is Tryndamere a good champion and fun to watch and great?
1: So, I'll say that the game that just played in the mid to late game, to the caller's point about it's, it's fun watching this no HP guy try and make something happen, people deal with him. Okay, that part can be fun. The first... He just they, he removes 30% of the, you know a third of the lanes from the map that he even talked about in the early game. I don't want to cast this piece of shit triple rejupee, do nothing in lane heal up champ. I gotta I'm, I'm gonna have to cast him in a couple hours maybe? I don't wanna cast that, there's nothing to say about about the laning phase. Is that oh, true?
2: Because we got to see Gragas mid, right? And like, what, who, yeah. what are they going to bring out next? Like, are we going to see Malphite mid? Are we going to see Jax mid? Is there a mage that can deal oh, with it?
1: it's so, all so... mid to late game counters though. You just no. sit you, you, in the lane. You don't. You just chunk him as much as you can and then I he got, goes I, I up. Got, I got
2: a couple of lane counters. I can't say them on the show because obviously I, I competitive too. stuff. But uh, if you want to share yours, I'll okay. If, I'll if someone wants this.
1: to actually get a kill lane against him, I'm glad. But Malphite and the things you just listed are not it for me, man. Okay, wh- You what can about... gank him, I guess, but uh. What about playing Draven solo lane? Alright, then I'm hyped about Draven solo lane though, not Tryndamere. Uh
8: Okay, well Draven, you can play into Tryndamere's like, solo like lane. Like
1: Gnar, you can Are counterpick you Gnar with a lot of really cool shit that has kill pressure on him. That doesn't make Gnar that fun to watch. It makes the counters cool to watch.
2: Does it not when Gnar uh, versus Yasuo was a matchup?
8: Oh.
1: Yeah, Yasuo's yeah. fun as fuck to watch. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah,
8: yeah. Look, for, from a viewer's perspective, Yasuo carries that lane in the early game, and then in the late game, you get to see Nar 5-man ultis. It's just mm-hmm. poggers all around, Mark. I, I don't know.
1: The, I will have to... There's nothing... Like, I'm going to try and see what I have to say about this lane, other than, like, oh, well, the, you know, Trinomere autoing the minions, and he gets uh chunked <laughs> out there from the, the skill shot, and then he backs off the wave after after pushing it, and he presses the heal, and he lets the reju beads tick, and, um, all right, great. Anyways, let's go look at the top lane. Like... <laughs> I hope that these 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 counters that spawns cooking up in his little noggin show up because if I have to do the Gragas one, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind.
8: Yeah, yeah, I, I do see that. I mean, I so I am a little biased. Like, I I mean, I'm bad at the game, but I'm a top laner. I played, I have played Trinimir in the past, but uh, you know,
2: no, I like it. So like the I think the best thing that Riot did for this game was flatten pro picks. And what I mean by that, right, uh, and, like, this actually kills so many games. And, like, I have, like, a rudimentary knowledge of, like, a lot of other games, but, like, I've dabbled in, like, a lot of different games, right? And, like, right now in Path of Exile, if you want to play the game to, like, a certain level, you have to play a Spectral Shield Throw Gladiator, or you need to play Fiddlebeard and Riot Totems, or, like, back in the day when you were playing World of Warcraft, like, you needed at least to have, like, a rogue and a uh, warlock in your party to do, like, damage over time. Uh, like, so, like... I think that video games, when they become linear in what is meta, become incredibly stale and boring. I hate a solved game. The best thing that Riot did to League of Legends this year was they unsolved the day- game by flattening out picks. Things like Udyr became good. Like now Trindamir is becoming good. And just like in the same way that like, I think like there are some numbers champions and I think this would be Mark's argument. Cause like, I think I know Mark like pretty well, is like numbers champions being in the meta become not fun because then like there is no counterplay to numbers. And then like at a certain point, like the numbers need to be taken back down. And when champions like Trindamir and Udyr are strong, they're actually just number champions. There's like not much skill expression in like those two picks specifically. It would be like if Garen was strong in the top lane, everyone would hate it because like he either 100s to zeroes you or he doesn't. Um, so, like, I think that, like, I can see both ends to this one, but, like, I'm a little bit more on the side of, like, let the wildness flow.
0: I have yeah. a poll up right now, and when Mark was talking and saying it sucks, Yes was winning. And then when Spawn started talking and saying that uh, <laughs> that it is good, No started taking the lead. So, Twitch chat clearly just uh, not agreeing with any of your arguments. <laughs>
8: Yeah. Um. Wait, I- I'm actually curious. For spawn, would you consider Doctor Mundo just a, a, you know, a numbers champ?
2: Yeah. So like, Mundo a- is like the quintessential numbers champ tank. There are some tanks that have really good skill expression. Personally, my favorite of all time was Maokai. I think oh, yeah. that Maokai fulfills the role of a tank, but is actually incredibly enjoyable to watch. Has an untargetability, has a knockback, has a really great ultimate. And then how you can use uh saplings to manipulate your wave is also really great. So like I would say like Maokai is like an interactive champion. Like, you know, he can play well, you can play well. Mundo uh, Alistar to a certain extent like uh, Garen Rammus Trindamir, these certain like these picks they're like when their numbers are high they get played when, it's like Melzahar when Melzahar's numbers are high you have people like crown winning world's championships. No, I don't mean that because I love that (laughs) tape. But like, you get what I mean, right? Like, it's like, you know, when Melzahar's numbers are that high that it pushes like LeBlanc and these champions out of the meta, then it becomes like not fun. So like maybe he trends at that point. I hope he's not. I hope that his numbers are at a point where he's playable and then there are good counterpicks against it and we get to see the good counterpicks. I would gamble on the counterpicks. So...
1: I'll 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 grant you the point that like a champion can make the game more interesting by being obnoxious and you have to deal with it somehow with these interesting counter picks. So you know that is true that the it is the champion who's forcing that stuff to happen. Um, I uh, I think I'm also biased in that I'm gonna have to like cast games with Trinimir in them <laughs> and it's just like I probably gonna to have fun l-
2: Yeah,
1: like I just I just lose a lane to talk about. You know I'm like all right. Fucking mid lane, let's go. Um, so I also did see though in the post game Reddit thread that a lot of people were anti um, Trinimir. So I was surprised to see the Twitch chat actually, you know, even though No still won, pretty pretty even. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think I, as much as I teased, I do think Spawn coming out on the other side I think helped uh, push the the other side of the argument. Uh, Invictus, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for you right now. Uh, I am going to award you if I could find the button. If I can find the button, where is it?
7: oh. Uh, where oh. is the button?
0: I can't find the button. Did I accidentally delete the button at some point in time? Oh no! Here we go.
7: That's
1: what she's.
0: I'm gonna there award you the game the feel victory caller uh, tonight oh. uh, wow, because I like so that much. you came on and you you knew that Mark was gonna be uh, opposing this and you wanted to argue it anyway, and you also admitted that you're not a great player, uh, and also some people in Twitch chat said that you should get it. So. Uh, I oh, wow. wanted to award you that. Congratulations. Uh, We're going to send you a case of Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Uh, what, uh, what do you want to shout out, if anything?
8: Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, shout outs. Uh, shout out to Anero's Beard. That thing's a beast. Um, shout out to uh, Kibler, who I saw in chat before. Hearthstone was like my first game, and Kibler, you know, I used to watch him all the time. So shout out to him. So yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Alienware. Good stuff. Cool.
0: I sent you a friend request on, on discord. If you want to accept it. Oh yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. If I want how to do that later. I like,
8: thank you so much
1: for the call. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I like the random Kibler shout out. That's cool. Yes. People should shout out more random people. Yeah. Uh, that, that they, that influence them.
0: Shout out to Brandon Sanderson
1: for. All right. Well, not us. We do it literally every week.
0: Shout out to uh, David Fincher. Shout out to Gene from Genshin Impact.
1: All right. Shout out to Miyazaki from uh, FromSoft.
0: Mark, what do you want to- And what Studio do you, Ghibli. What do you actually want to shout out? Are you allowed to say when which games tonight you're casting?
1: Yeah, I already did. Uh, I'm, or maybe I put it in Twitch chat, I forget. Um, but I'm casting the second set of games, so NA fans can wake up and hear my dumbass rambling about Tryndamere mid and 13 pot Katarina or Mordekaiser. Do you get or, both C9 games? Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's broken up into yeah, Group A in the first half, Group B in the second half. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So I'll uh, I will take the time that Trinimir gives me in lane phase to tell old league stories about other cancerous mid lane regen champs through the first buy.
0: Well, I wouldn't use that phrasing uh, on the broadcast. True. So yeah. That won't.
1: True. I won't. I'll be smart about that. Degenerative gaming. Um.
0: No chron- academic. Academic gaming. Ill-
1: Chronically ill. gaming. Um, Maybe just know. stop.
0: Don't talk about any kind of sickness or health issues or anything whatsoever. How about that? Corrosive,
1: uh, corrosive champions. Toxic, <laughs> I think
0: works. You can say toxic. That's a lot. Rate. Anything else you want to say? No. That's it. No I shouted shows.
1: out Made already. That was a really good show. I'd, I'd recommend Made to a lot of people. It's based off a real book too. So uh i don't know gives
2: you a nice as opposed to those fake books that they keep making shows up.
1: (laughs) i meant like it's not a fiction it's a fictional book it's a it's like an autobiographical (laughs) autobiographical holy shit yeah yeah, he's getting all
0: the the bad speaking out of the way now so that whenever he hits the the rift uh later i gotta sleep
1: again to recharge my words
0: yeah exactly (laughs) uh spawn what do you got for us
2: Uh, this one might be a little bit longer. Uh, shout out to like Academy, uh, this year. Uh, so like, obviously, uh, I'm the Academy coach for Team Liquid, right? So like, that shouldn't be any surprise, but, uh, I think like this year was like the first year where the Academy product like had like, we played 36 regular season games and then like a playoff series, uh, like a bunch of playoff series and then into Proving Grounds. And I think like for the fans that watched it, like, uh, Academy got like, he's better and I think became like way more enjoyable for a lot of people, uh, to watch. I think obviously my team, uh, we won Academy, then came second in Proving Grounds with a couple of subs. Uh, Shout out to Grayson or Golden Glue, who uh, came third in Academy and then won Proving Grounds. Oh, yeah, we
0: had him last week and you this week. I completely forgot about this. Uh, I think
2: he did a really great job. Uh, Shout out to the Golden Guardians guys. They caught so many strays in Split One, Uh, had their whole coaching uh, debacle as well. Uh, and then they were able to turn around and come third uh, within proving grounds and I just think overall like it was, it was such a fun tournament and like I hope that fans that like are f- true fans of North America like will start like engaging with it like I think tactical last year Danny this year people like Saligo going up and down um like actually make it like a really compelling product and I think that there is like really good players uh, that are coming out of there and will continue to come out of there, like credit t- uh, tenacity. I think he was like top four on eus at a certain point i think he's fallen a little bit hopefully he climbs back up uh is over there grounded his butt off uh jenkins is over there kenvi's over there i think eg sent a lot of their players over there um so yeah uh you know shout out to the system and hopefully uh, more people like I, I hope people that watched it did enjoy it and that we bring more people in to enjoy it next year because i think it was really great
0: very good uh mark i'm going to do that thing that we do sometimes which is we shouldn't be doing on the broadcast or on the show, but uh, when do we want to do the show? Because we get some, uh, in trying to book people, it was very difficult, and Shox was even publicly shaming me on Twitter by suggesting that we do the show earlier in the day so that uh, she could make an appearance or other people could make an appearance, and it is kind of true that like... Wait, who was shaming
1: you? Sorry, cut out for me there.
0: Oh, sorry, I was saying... Uh, should we do the show? No,
1: I, I heard, I heard everything except the name of the person who was shaming. Shocks. You. Shocks. Okay. Okay.
0: If you had to port it. Um, so I don't, I, we, maybe we should consider doing it earlier in the day after like the final, like maybe we do it Saturday after the games are done for plans or I don't know, but we, I'm down to talk about it. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like, well, next week starts on Monday. Yeah, so we either need Sat- to do it
0: Saturday night, or like Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, or Sunday.
1: I, I would probably lean towards Sunday night, um, okay. but I'll, I'll talk with Ashley and I'll hit you up about it.
0: Okay, yeah, that would be good. Um, also, just because I know it's going to be, I do think it will be easier to get international talent, which is, yeah. would be kind of cool for this if we do it earlier. Uh, yeah, either way. Sure. As everyone can tell, we're still figuring out the timing as this is happening. Spawn, thank you for coming on the hey, show last the minute.
8: International talent, hey, I'm Dave from Australia. Show.
0: You are international talent, uh, but I'm saying it will still be easier to get international talent. You literally we got you five minutes before the start of the show, which thank you for coming on because the amount of topics that were discussed, like I'm not gonna be able to talk about whether or not Trendemir is is good for the game or not. Uh and and contest mark on that so i really do appreciate you coming on I, I it's it's always great whenever you come on um for me i'll have interviews coming up uh throughout the week probably a little less for plans much more for groups but uh i have a request in for cloud nine interviews tomorrow so hopefully that ends up happening i had on stream last uh yesterday and then and last night we're gonna uh, have that hitting the youtube channel as well talking about the work that they put in and yeah thanks everyone for tuning in to this Week's episode of Hotline League. We'll catch you soon after plans.